with me reading all kinds of books about Zen Buddhism. I read the Bible a lot. The New Testament, the Old Testament, not so readable. I tried the Quran, more, more unreadable. Had questions, lots of questions. And then I found a book by Srila Prabhupada. All questions answered. It was absolutely, it was amazing. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna, my plan was, I'm gonna go to the Himalayas. I'm gonna go to Schloss Rettershof. For you of you who are a little older, you know Schloss Rettershof? And the plan was to, I mean, put it there so that, I, maybe I put it behind you here. So, uh, the, the, in, in the book, which the book I found, there was an address given, and that shows how, okay, it's one, one proof how important addresses are in the books. And it said an address in Frankfurt, so I hitchhiked to Frankfurt from the commune in Bavaria, here somewhere, not far from here. I hitchhiked to Frankfurt to that address, I rang the bell, an angry man, uh, appeared and he said, they're not here anymore. <laughs> he figured out immediately that I was looking for the Hare Krishnas. He said, I said, where are they? He said, I don't care. I said, come on, tell me. And he told me where they, where they he said, they're the Schlossretters of the Taunusstein or something like that. Okay, so where is that? Yeah, you'll figure it out. Okay, and then I, I figured it out and I went to Schlossrettershof. And the plan was to buy all the books that we had in German, that were available, not we, that the Hare Krishna movement had in German at that time. And then I would go into the Himalayas to read the books. That was the plan. Um, okay. It didn't exactly work out as planned. It was a little more difficult. I went to Schloss Rettershof. And the, I arrived there in the, around I don't know around two o'clock. When is the when is the fruit offering? When was the fruit offering in Schloss Rettershof? Three four o'clock? Four o'clock. So I must have arrived just before four o'clock. Uh, this was 1979 or 80. I think it was 1979. I think it was 79. I'm pretty sure it was 79. And okay, so Haribol Nahari. And uh, the plan was to buy all the books. Okay, but uh, you can buy the books later. First, take the fruit offering. Uh, that was fantastic. Okay, so I'd, then stay for Gora Arti. Okay, I didn't really plan to do that. I just want to buy the books. Now stay for Gora Arti. Okay, I, but when will I then get the books? Yeah, yeah, then you get the books. Okay, um, why don't you stay overnight? Okay. Where do I stay? Oh, they're in the dormitory up there. So I went up to the dormitory. They gave me a place. I rolled, I had a sleeping bag with me and a big backpack because I thought I'm going to bring all the books to the Himalayas, right? So, um, well, it didn't exactly work out that way. I rolled out my sleeping bag. I laid down. It was evening. And a devotee, I don't remember who it was, he, I realized something was not right. And he ran into, there was a glass box. There was the, 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 the Bhakta leader had his own room, like a glass box in the dormitory. It was Bhakti Bhushan Swami. His name at that time was Suchandratas, that's right. And he asked me to come, he said, get up, come to my glass box. I come to my room. I came and, what is it? Well, you have a Mayavadi Gita on you. 
excuse me, what's a Mayavadi Gita? Uh, I had this little reklam, the yellow Gita, and one devotee spotted it while I was lying down. Maybe I had it outside, I don't remember. Okay, so I did not, I was not eligible to buy the books. And I was put in a transporter, into a van, brought into about five kilometers into the forest. It started raining like anything. Oh, wait, important part, important part. On the way out, a young lady, the reception, her name was Bhaktin Rose, who later became Rastra Palika Devidasi. She said, hey, hey, come here. I can give you the books anyways. Come with me into the cellar. And she gave me the books. She, I, saw, I, put, I paid her. I'm forever grateful to her. And I had the books, but I had to leave because I had a Mayavadi Gita on me. And the second time I came, so I didn't go to the Himalayas immediately. And then I came here to this place. Soon after, not long after that, not long after Schloss Rettershof, I came to this place. There was no temple. This was a big barn. And I came with my friend Lucius. You remember Lucius? Oh my God! <laughs> so I came with Lucius. We came. We arrived here, and we said hello. Nobody, nobody answered. There was nobody. Then we walked around, and that entrance down there, where one can go to the bathrooms now, there was a door, an opening, and there was a a, gla a bulb, a light bulb inside, and it looked like a cow barn, and it was the cow barn. And here comes the interesting part. Lucius and me, my friend and me, we approached this, we came into the, to this door, and then from the shadow behind, must be underneath here somewhere, a devotee walked in orange, clad in orange, walked towards us and said, hello. Oh, nice. And then what does he do? He goes, he approaches us, he comes in this direction, and he goes with his hand into the floor, into a fresh heap of Powder. And he smeared it. <laughs> and he said, oh, this is so good. This is so, <laughs> this is so healthy. You cannot imagine. This is miracle. It's a miracle. And he's, I'm sure, he's, I mean, he's right, but I didn't understand that. And my friend Lucius absolutely didn't understand it. He ran. He said, I'm out of here. He said, Don, you can stay. I don't care. I, I'm out of here. Okay, he left. I stayed. And uh, so that's, that was my first interaction with this temple. <laughs> <laughs> there was another problem. I was asked again to stay overnight. <laughs> and the Brahmachari Ashram was in this building over there. I was, I, I was, here's your Brahmachari Ashram, you can stay overnight. And here's a plate of prasadam for you. Okay, thank you very much. And then they left. I was alone in the Brahmacharya Ashram. So as I had read in the Bhagavad Gita, you have to offer your food. I was completely new. I didn't know anything. So I put my Gita that I got in Schloss Rettershof in front of myself in this little table. And I put this plate of, I didn't know it was prasharam, food, in front of it. And I thought, I'm going to offer it. I didn't bring it today. <laughs> Do I have it? No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think I got rid of it. At this time? Oh, probably, but I didn't bring it here. I didn't bring it. I thought I better don't bring it. That got me in trouble. Anyways, this time it was Prashadam that got me in trouble. Because now, okay, five minutes later, the door flings open, and it was the temple president, Kriparama Prabhu.
who freaked out? Do you think that you can offer Boga better or Prashada better to Krishna than we do? This is already offered. This is the greatest offense in, that you can ever do. Out with you. So, okay, I thought, that's amazing. You know, second time I enter a temple, okay, I'm leaving again. <laughs> but I, it all worked out with Bhakti Bush and Swami. We became friends afterwards. No, no problem. At, at least I, never, I don't, didn't experience anything. And then in 1981, I, I came back from the Himalayas. It was not what I expected. You can't just go to the Himalayas, sit down and read books. In case of you who, who want to try that, it's not a good idea. Do it here, do it now, do it today, don't do it tomorrow. Read the books today, not tomorrow, not next week. Because you might be up there and have 50 kids around you, chewing gum, mister, chewing gum, chewing gum. That's the only word they knew, chewing gum. And they wouldn't leave me alone. I couldn't read, really. Anyways, long story. In the end, I joined. In 1981, I joined. And soon after, I was asked by my temple president, Ashok Kumar, he said, have you ever, do you, you, have, you, you studied arts and design, you, you, do you know something about filmmaking? I said, yeah, a little bit. He said, here's, here's professional equipment, a Panasonic, a huge camera, shoulder-mounted, gigantic camera, and a recorder here, and a microphone, and all kinds of things, and uh, you're going to go to the German farm, and you're going to film the installation festival of Lord Nasingadev. Okay, all right, let's do that. The only thing you must not forget is never point the video camera towards a strong light or the sun because you ruined the camera. At that time, cameras couldn't accept that. The, the tube in there, if you would point it once to the sun, you can throw this thing away. Okay, good. I'll, and I didn't, actually. I, I managed to avoid the sun. And, but I did not come here on the first day of the festival. So I was asked to moderate this, so I will ask questions, especially the ones that I want the answers to. <laughs> because there are many things that I don't understand or that I, or that I don't know. So if you allow me to ask the first question, how did this idea of... How did this idea of installing... Lord Nasingadev in Germany come about. Who knows that? Is there anyone here in the panel who knows that part of the history? Whose idea was it? I, I know something, but maybe such Are you interested in that question? Yes. I am very interested. I have a few more that I'm very interested in, which I do not know the answers to. So I, I, I remember after... We, yes, some difficulties began to accumulate in the uh, in Germany. We were very much misunderstood. There was a lot of propaganda done by one newly created division of the FN of the Prote Pro oh, yeah. Protestantal Church. Uh, 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 How were they called? Yes, irgendwas Weltanschauungsstelle. Weltanschauung is a word you, you may know the perspective you take towards the world. Worldview, yeah, the worldview. And we were not in the Christian fold, clearly, so uh, we were an enemy. And there was this department created to deal with uh, us and other uh, spiritual movements. 
there was a lot of propaganda against us and uh, it resulted as far as I remember into in an investigation by a state's attorney who wanted to make his name uh, let us say known uh, by uh, yeah, uh, no no mr. there was a priest mr. Hark and then a state's attorney and there was a lot of difficulty from this uh, government persecution it started with religious persecution by a religious institution and then uh, swept over into a government investment. Maharaj, I, I would like to interrupt for a second. Can we ask the devotees who are not in here, the ones who are on the stairs with the children, to go a little bit over there to the tent? It's really nice there at the tent because it's a little loud. It's hard to concentrate. I don't know how it is for you. So it, if it's a little quieter yeah. from that over there, that would be really, really nice. So th sorry about that, Maharaj. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So those of you who are still outside and want to come inside, please do now. And those who wish to mm, have other programs, please do so at another place. So yes, so did... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He is the Lord will be with you everywhere, wherever you are. So good. So there was a. Oh, Krishna. Hare Krishna. Good. So there was a lot of misunderstanding, first by the Protestant Church and then by the government, which led to a court case, actually. And uh, it was not nice for the devotees outside. I remember even myself, I was once in, a, in the Berlin temple, and uh, we were reading from the Bhagavatam. Jaigora was there, myself. And uh, at the end, we paid our obeisances at exactly that moment. Uh, shots came through the, the glass windows which were aimed at us, but wow. uh, they had not calculated the devotional element. Where, where was that? Where was that? In which temple? In, in Berlin. In Berlin. Yeah. So you were paying obeisance as well, the shots? For yeah, yeah. They, they were aiming at us while we were sitting and reading this, the scripture and uh, uh, shooting, but at that moment, we, we paid our obeisances. So, Lord Nishingadev was in our oh, heart, most probably, directing us. Fantastic. We tried to uh, start a police investigation about these assassins, you can really say, but, but it did not go very far, the investigation. You can see from this little example, there was trouble, a lot of trouble. Uh, a lot of hostility against the devotees. Mm, and we could tell you many stories how bad it was, but I think this one is enough. So uh, we wrote to Srila Prabhupada, and his letter came back, and you can find it in the new uh, book of prayers, that your struggle against, your, your struggle in Germany is like the struggle of Prahlad Maharaj wow. uh, and against Hiranyakashipu. And then we got the idea, well, Prahlad took shelter at Lord Nishingadev. It's lotus feet. Then we, we Hansa Duda at that time wrote to Prabhupada 
about if we could install Nishingadev. And a letter came back, which you can also find in the new book, that yes, you can install him, but he must have his temple. So he must have his own temple, yes. So then we started to look out for this place. There was another factor also. Uh, we were talking a lot at that time about self-sufficiency. And the reason why we talked about it is that uh, we could see uh, the, the development of the uh, Western civilization, there would be economic problems. And then some, you would say them now, Verschwörungsdevotees, uh, some conspiracy devotees thought, well, that world war will soon come. And everyone got the idea because it came from the leader. And then we thought that's another reason why we should have our own place. Uh, but the main reason was the idea of self-sufficiency. It was not because we were afraid of war, although some devotees had this idea also who were in the leading role. And so, yes, so we got this farm because we wanted to bring Lord Nishingadev. Uh, we needed a temple for Lord Nishingadev. And we also wanted to be self-sufficient to just, um, you know, cultivate our own uh, spiritual society independent from uh, the modern uh, um, economic system or political system. And that's why, yes, we, uh, Kriparama Prabhu, Ashok Kumar, and myself, we were uh, given this duty to, to how do you say, to get a farm and to also collect for it. <laughs> no problem, <laughs> these were the old times. <laughs> so we went all over Germany and we found, uh, it was a long investigation at least, uh, for my mind it was very long. We would read newspapers and then we eventually landed in Bavaria and uh, uh, and yeah, how we found this place is a separate story, but that is why we want, how we wanted, or why we wanted a temple for Lord Mishingadev. Uh, yes, Jai. confirmed. The next there's, question would be well, uh, There's a bit more. Please say. tell us. Some of which I uh, spoke of this morning. You weren't here. But a kind of footnote to this point about uh, a sense that, you know, serious, a serious um, cultural and everything collapse was, uh, was coming, is um, this was 1979. There was a novel that had been written some decades before, by what was his name? It became very famous. Yes, George Orwell wrote a novel called 1984. And that had a lot of influence. We actually felt like 1984 is coming soon. And it just could be that it all, uh, that, that what he wrote in this novel could all take place. 
so this was uh, what Satchinana Maharaj said. This was, you could say, the bigger picture, the bigger context. And then there was the internal, um, something of the internal context I mentioned, that uh, today we have um, the original uh, deity of Prahlad Nrsinghe, Chota Prahlad Nrsinghe, in the front on the left. You can later go up and look. Um, he has not been here for, I don't know how many years, 20 years. Where has he been? Uh, he is in, he's worshipped very nicely uh, in the home of uh, Shimantadvip Das and uh, Apsara Kunda Devi Dasi, who I think are here. And uh, they've kindly brought the deity here for us to have darshan. So the point is that this deity was given to Hari Swami in Mayapur. It must have been Gaur Purnima, 1979, as best mm. I can remember. I was there with him. And at that time, he was quite uh, taken that, oh, this is significant. Nrsinghadev has come. We must worship him. So we started worship, and uh, he was always with us as we traveled. And then as the discussion came about uh, the who should be the deity to be worshipped in the new farm, which by that time had been found, um, the, the question was which deity, and it didn't seem like a very difficult decision. Here was Chota Prahlad Nrsinghe, sort of quietly looking at us and saying, well, you know, like shrugging his shoulders, isn't it obvious? <laughs> uh, we should have. And at that time, I, as I remember, the idea was that uh, the deity that should be uh, worshipped should be two meters tall. Okay. He should be quite a bit bigger than Nrsinghadev actually is. Uh, but uh, that, was, that was the decision. Pra little Chota Prahlad Nrsinghe was already being worshipped. And we heard this morning from Gorkeshava Prabhu that that's actually a tradition of uh, the Pancharatrika system. Balalaya. Balalaya. You start with, sm with small you and you... Yeah, you, you say, yeah, start small and right. build it. But uh, here's a follow-up question, a direct one. I have heard that the form of Prahlad Nasinga, where Prahlad sits on the lap of Lord Nasingadev, is very, very rare or even unheard of. Do you want to give a summary of what we discussed this morning on that? Point? Oh, you already discussed all this here? Yeah. Today? Yeah, this, this morning we were talking about this, and uh, uh, Swamiji mentioned that he had gone to see M.R. Sampat Kumar Bhattacharya, who had installed the deities of Sri Sri Radha Madana Mohan at the Nampali Station Road uh, Iskon Hyderabad Temple in 1976 in Janmastami. So Prabhupada really liked the way that they did that. He liked the way that uh, Sampat Kumar installed the deities and wrote him a very nice letter, which he was very proud of, and put framed and put on his wall. And Prabhupada mentioned also that the real 
the real sacrifice, of course, is the chanting of the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra in this age. But your sacrifices were very nice, and thank you very much. And so uh, Swamiji was encouraged to go and see him because Prabhupada respected him as an authority in these sort of things. So he showed a picture of Prahlad Narasimha and just asked, is it okay? Because normally we don't see this form described in, in Shastra, either in Shilpa Shastra or in Pancharatra Shastra. Right. <clears throat> so according to Swamiji, he said this morning that Sampakumar said, this is very interesting. And he thought about it and he said, this is a very interesting form. But no problem. There's no problem. And then I added this morning that there are different ways that we can worship Lakshmi. Lakshmi is not always... Of course, Lakshmi is always the consort of the Lord, like Radha Krishna, Lakshmi Narayana, uh, Sita Ram. They're always united. They're always together. And we always worship them as divine couples. So they're always considered... It, it, maybe in Leela, sometimes we think of Radha Krishna or Sita Ram being separated. Even Lakshmi Narayana is being separated in Leela. But in Tattva, they're always united. They're always together. So ha, there are different ways to worship Lakshmi with Narayana. So sometimes, like in Sri Rangam, he, she has a completely separate deity room. Wow. So they have one deity room for her. and she, Sometimes the ladies, they have a separate room, right? And another time, that, that is called Veer Lakshmi. When, when the deity of Lakshmi is worshipped with standing next to or sitting on the left knee of the, of the Vishnu deity, that is called Yoga Lakshmi. So Veer Lakshmi, Yoga Lakshmi. Uh, and then there's also this Boga Lakshmi where she is manifest, un, sort of unmanifest to our eyes, but she is there on the right side of the chest as a Srivatsa. We all know about this Srivatsa curl or mole on, this, on, the, on the right side of the Lord's chest. So here, Lakshmi is like that. Mm. She's on the right side of his chest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So her place is empty. Her place on the left knee is empty. Mm. So Prahlad can, can take that place. There's yes. no problem with that. <laughs> Thank you very much. And in, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, it is said that Lord Nasingadev raised Prahlad in the seventh canto, I think it's the ninth chapter. Nasingadev raised him and then put his lotus hand on his head. Does anyone know how he raised him? Is there any... Did he put him on his lap? It is very likely, no? In, in, very likely. In, <laughs> in, in, in Brihat Bhagavatam Ritam, which is like an explanation to the Bhagavatam, it is said he put him on his uh, lap and licked him. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, then how, how was the deity commissioned? Who was involved? And is, is this Akila Prabhu? Akila Prabhu, Hare Krishna, Hare <laughs> So long, we haven't seen each other, <laughs> Hare Bol. So, so how was the how was the murti? Uh, is it true that a deity before installation is called bimba? Is that a correct word? I heard that word. Okay, so in Sanskrit there is bimba and pratibimba. Bimba means a form. Pratibimba means a reflection. So when you look in the mirror, you see yourself. Or you see your body when you look in the mirror. So you are the form, and the, in the, mirror, the form in the mirror is called Pratibimba. Bimba Pratibimba. So yes, the, the, the deity before installation looks like God. 
looks like the, the icon, looks like the deity of God. But it's not the deity, it's not yet the deity of God. It's not yet prepared to, to be, a, be, a, uh, be an instrument for God to, to reciprocate with us. God is everywhere, so God is also in the deity which is not installed, but he, is not, we, he hasn't, taken a, he hasn't uh, agreed to reciprocate with us. In installation, we ask the Lord to accept worship through that form and accept whatever we offer to him, good or bad. If we offer something good, we hope we get some uh, reaction like that. If we offer something bad, if we make some mistake, then we have to be prepared because we've made this uh, compact, we've made this agreement with him. Okay. This, is, this is installation. So how, how was Ajitarata Prabhu okay. was sent to India? Okay. Uh, commissioned to find some someone as I know maybe others can help with this he first went to Delhi and there he met what is his name I was trying to remember he was Tulsi Das originally Ditya I don't know one devotee from Kerala and this um, devotee who has now been in England for many, many years uh, said, yes, we can arrange. So together they went, I guess they flew to Cochin, and from there they went to, uh, what is that city? No, they went to Ernakulam. They went to Ernakulam, where is, uh, I believe it's the, Kerala um, Government Crafts Institute, and there they were able to um, place an order for the deity. And, um, and this would have been uh, early, yeah, early 1980, I believe. And um, in those days in India, to, to order anything, anything in India, um, you sort of had to have a certain feeling of detachment that you yeah. may or may not ever get what you've ordered. Yes. And if you get what you've ordered, it might not be what you ordered. It's st it is still like that. And, well, it's... But, <laughs> but here's the thing with Nisingadev. So we ordered... The deity was ordered. Ashrata Prabhu returned, resumed his uh, his pujari service to Shishi Radhamadan Mohan, and in a sense, not that we forgot about it, but we, there was a sense like, anyway, that's going to be a few years probably before he comes. And then one day, we got a call, and the call was. Was it from the post office? I don't know. They called probably a, a shipping company. A shipping company, and they said, um, "We have, we have your shipment." <laughs> and uh, you know, where are you? Because this was a little obscure. How how do you? They were. I think they found their way to Yandelsbrunn, but then they didn't know how to go further. And there are some details which I don't remember. Perhaps others of you remember, but the point I would make here is from the day Asharada Prabhu left Germany to order the deity to the day the deity 
arrived in a, in a big wooden box here was 14 months. That's very fast. And this wasn't, they weren't buying an already existing deity. That's very fast. Yeah, first, uh, first they had to search for living stone. Yes. Right? You have to have living stone. You don't. can't just use any granite or so. Huh? Three stones. Three stones, because the deity is actually three stones. There is Prahlad Narasimha. There is the altar, the pitam, that he sits on. And in between, there is an, another stone called the Brahmashila. So the deity has to be made of male stone. The pitam has to be made of female stone. And the middle one has to be made of neuter stone. And don't ask me. Uh, it's a long explanation how to tell the difference. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So that's... But they're all one now. They're all together. Now there's some story. Maybe someone knows that when the when the delivery truck came and they were waiting to get information on how to get to this Nummer 20, Zielberg 20, um, something about he was the driver was really in quite some anxiety. Uh, like I have to, I have to unload this. The, <laughs> <laughs> this delivery because it's it's burning or something. <laughs> you know. Yes. Uh, well, the, the shipment arrived in Bremen, and from Bremen there was a truck a, a shipping company, or it, they had truck drivers, and the truck made it up to Passau. But then the dr driver got so anxious. Uh, it was as if someone was breathing in his neck with a hot <laughs> breath. <laughs> and, and, uh, yes, Passau. No, no, Passau. And then I believe it must have been, uh, you know, one of the warehouses where this company was depositing their their uh, their items. So he just quickly unloaded Nishingadev without making the extra 20, what is it, 40 kilometers from Passau to wow. here and phoned us. And then we had to get oh. this deity uh, from Passau and bring him uh, wow. here. And the only way we understood it was that Lord Nishingadev wanted to be gotten by his devotees and not a... A truck driver uh, who has no faith. <laughs> so. Very, very plausible. <laughs> yeah. so, 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 before that moment, who, who of you, who of the panelists, were here already at that time? Madonna Lassa, you were here at that time. You came later. Uh, yeah, she needs the microphone. She came later. Yeah, you I came later. I, I came later, uh, after I was in the BBT Heidelberg. When did she, Narahari, when did you come here? You, ca you came earlier. Yes. Came. So you were here when Lord Nasingadev arrived? Yes. You were here. Akila Prabhu, you were here already? Yeah. Also? Yeah. Anyone else of the panelists? Anyone else here in the audience? Yeah. Krishna Krishna, you were also here. Okay. Wow. Okay. So who can tell us? How Lord Nasingadev arrived here. Who who has memory of that day when the 
the box arrived. I just have memory of a big box that was kind of just put on on the on this side on the outside on the yeah outside on the pavement, uh, sort of sort of as I remember more or less between this building and uh, the apartment building there, on you know just sort of like boom there it was. Okay. Just a box was big box, big, <laughs> was it very was it heavy cheap? box. <laughs> well, maybe, but I didn't perceive. <laughs> so, how did Gorakeshava Prabhu got involved then? How did that happen? Okay, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I remember exactly, but uh, I was in South India studying Pancharatra, and somehow I'm not sure whether it was Harikesh or someone got in touch with me and said, we want you to come to Germany and to install a deity. How did you feel about it? No, I felt it's fine. And I told my teacher that, look, uh, we've been doing all this theoretical work, uh, studying, but here's a practical application. So instead of teaching me in general, well, you got in touch with me, right? I guess so, yeah. because I had heard. Somehow I heard about what you were about. <laughs> And I thought, yeah, he must, he must be the right, he must be the right one, and so somehow we found everything out. And, yeah. Was there a learning curve for for a Narsinga Dev installation, or is this, or is it generic? No, I think, uh, of course, there are some generic, there are some definitely some general rules for installing, especially Vishnu Tattva deities. So I knew all those things, but and then specifically, I asked my teacher, "Okay, uh, are there some special mantras, some special procedures for for Narasimha, for Lord Narasimha?" And uh, and I showed him the picture. They sent me a picture, uh -huh. I, which I still have, a Polaroid, wow. I believe. Oh. <laughs> a photo, a photo of the deity of the Polaroid. Murti. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I showed it to him. Yeah, if we can see that. I know. No, that's um, just a little, this is really later. later. That's later. It's much later. Anyway, so yeah, so I so saw, you had to learn things specifically for this installation. Yeah, well, he, he there were some mantras and things like that. One one thing that we had to do was after knowing all the theory, there was there was they told me they want to do everything as authentically as possible, like just like in South India. So, of course, you collected uh, lamps and a lot of paraphernalia and you made jewelry and all these things. But uh, there were still some things for the installation which I had to get. So I went, uh, I got an, um, I went to Udupi to my favorite uh, um, paraphernalia shop, Radhakrishna Pai and Sons, which is just next to the Udupi temple. And I bought an umbrella. I bought these uh, what we call gindis or spouted water pots, a couple of them. I bought a big... Panchapatra in, in uh, copper, which I still have in Hawaii, and uh, I bought the, uh, several. Uh, I was then I went to Chennai, which was called Madras in those days, to Flower Bazaar, and I bought pots, copper pots for all of the Mahakumbha Upakumbha that we saw. Uh, so I there were some small things I had to do. I, I had to get some uh, very strange things. You know, you have to buy some herbs and spices, you know. So you have this thing called pulugu, which is 
which is actually an animal product which comes from the civet cat, like musk. Like musk comes okay. from the musk, so you get these things. And so there's, I had to make a list and I had to get, this is what we call samagris or ingredients. So I had to do that. The last thing I had to get was I had to get a yantra. Mm -hmm. I had to get a... a well, what is a yantra? A yantra is a two-dimensional, if you see here uh, on the wall here, we have a, sh it's a Sri yantra, mm -hmm. uh, which has to do with uh, Shakti, has to do with different energies of, of the Lord. And it uh, involves so many different intersecting triangles. But usually we see a yantra is maybe a satkona, which is a six-pointed star inside of a, with maybe a lotus in, in, inside of it or, or outside of it with eight petals. And then these do gates and doors around, around. And there'll be certain mantras which are written on that. But physically, what did you need to get? Was so it a, 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 so a copper plate? Yeah, or? physically it should be a copper plate with, with certain diagrams and mystical diagrams inscribed on it and certain mantras of the deity which you're going to install, and then the deity will sit on that. Oh. The deity will sit on that. Because, and you have to install it before you install the deity, and you have to worship it for some time. And there's a very interesting story about how I did that, because I asked my teacher, uh, Vasudev Bhattacharya, who is a professor of Pancharatra Agama at Maharaja Sanskrit College in Mysore, and I asked him, I said, can you, can you make this for me? And he, he said, yeah, you need two. You need one for under the deity, and you can have an extra one for the outside, and it can be worshipped also on the outside. It's a two-dimensional deity, basically. Do we but have this here? We do. Do we have two? We have, we have one outside, and one is, of course, underneath the deity. Where is outside uh, in this case? Is it there? Uh, outside, you mean on the altar? On on, still altar. on the altar. Yeah, okay. you can, you, okay. if you see at the feet of Lord Narasimha, just near his... His right foot, our, our, on our left side, between the mace and him, there's a yantra. Okay. That yantra okay. is a Narasimha yantra. On the other side, I believe, uh, there's a Sudarshana yantra. Yeah. Which we do use for some And of you had to get gemstones and things? Yeah, I had to bring... That's, that's part of the Samagris. You have to go to a shop and you just say... They sell small chips of, of uh, gemstones. Sometimes when I do installations... Devotees will give more valuable gemstones to put under deities, but if it's not available, then you can buy even for very little money, you can buy the chips of the stones, it's enough. It okay. can be done. So there are certain spices and stones and precious metals and, uh, and turmeric paste that you put in the Brahmashila, which is in the, middle of, in the middle between the deity and the pitam. So the deity underneath Lord Narasimha's base there's a piece that sticks down, square piece that sticks down. And in the altar, the pitam made of granite, there's a square hole. Inside the square hole, you can take out, there's a square, square piece of granite with nine holes, three by three. And you put turmeric in there and you put the, all of the, there's a thing called pita ratna which is, um, nyasa means to place, pita means the altar, ratna means the jewels. So mm -hmm. pita ratna it is only done for immovable deities. And this is forever sealed, right? This is now... Yeah, of course. If, you, of course, if there's a, some... If, a, if an immovable deity somehow has to be moved, mm 
then it's then the, the the altar has to be rejected and uh, it has to be done again. So you have to get okay. a new. Okay. Oh, you piece. cannot move the altar. You cannot. You're not. You're supposed okay. to get a new one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. According to Hari Bhakti Vilas and Mantraj, okay. you're supposed to. Yeah. The deity can be reinstalled. Right. But the altar has to be changed. So then, so you you were commissioned to install. So the thing about the yantra was, yes. I asked my teacher to make that for me. Okay. Yeah. He said I'm too busy. He said, I, I'm very busy, I've got my temple and I've got this. So I said, okay. So I, he said, there are other Pancharatrans, you can go and ask somebody who's not so busy. So I went and I found Sampatramabhadacharya's brother, is a man called, was a man called Patasarati Bhatta. He was a big Brahmin, he has a big beard and everything. He is a Narasimha Upasaka. Wow. So I thought, this may be the, a nice person to get from. So I went and I approached him and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll do for you, I'll make for you. He, he himself worships a Narasimha Meru. A Meru is a three-dimensional yantra. It looks like a pyramid. So, and it has on, inscribed on it Narasimha mantras and other Vishnu mantras with elephants and sheshas in the corners. And it's if you nice. look from the top, it probably looks like a two-dimensional Yeah, yantra. from the top it looks yeah. like that. But from right. the side, it's, it's like Meru means mountain. Right. So, okay, so he, and, he, and Asta Lakshmi, eight Lakshmis, he worships along with that. So I, had, I knew him because I had, when I traveled with Sampad Kumar Bhattacharya uh, uh, learning, he would always come along and all of the other priests, would, we would all give our personal deities to him and he would worship them while we are doing the ceremonies. So I went to him and I asked him for that. So then he said, okay, we'll do this, we'll install this, we'll worship it for some time, 40 days or something. And you come after 40 days and I will, I'll give it to you. So after 40 days I came there. And I asked him for it. He said, oh, very nice. He put some kumkum on it. It was on his altar. It had been worshipped. And uh, he gave it to me. So I said, thank you very much. But when I looked at it, I saw it's not... Because he didn't know that I can read... I can read Devanagari. I can read Sanskrit and even in different scripts. So he, give, he gave me this yantra and I looked at it and said, uh, thank you very much, Swami. But when I went outside, I took it to my teacher and I said, is this correct? Because I knew it looked like a a simple Sudarshana Yantra, which you can buy in the market. You don't have to make it specially. It's, it's off the rack sort of thing, right? Ready to wear. That yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. Off the Peta shelf. Porte. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So off the shelf. Yeah. So I wanted something special and I didn't get it. But anyway, I paid for it. So then uh, I went to my teacher and he said, no, no, he's, this is not correct. He said, you can keep this one. You can use this one. You can put it underneath the chakra on top of the, on top of the temple. Is it? Because, yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know if it is today. I think we replaced the chakra at one point. So I think we kept the same yantra as there. Should be. Um, so anyway, my, my teacher said, okay, finally, I'll make it for you. I'll make it for you. So then he did it. He took the time out and did it. Wow. And gave me these two yantras and we installed them and we did worship on them and everything like that. And then he gave them to me before going to Bombay and flying to Frankfurt. And he said, one more thing, one more thing. When you go, because his family temple is a Hanuman temple, Kalyanjaneya Swami Devastanam in Mysore Road in Bangalore. It's a self-manifest Hanuman deity, but they have Vishnu deities there also. And he said, one more thing, because you're going to foreign country and you're flying, so one more thing, you have to take a lemon. A lemon? You have to take a lemon. They have little lemons in India. So he said, "Go, come with me into the deity room. We went very close to Galanjaneya Swami. And uh, he took a lemon 
and he took some of the sindoor, which is that orange paste that goes on the hanuman, and they put on the lemon. And then he offered dupam to the incense to Dalanjani and smoked the lemon. So after smoking the lemon in the, in the incense, he, he gave me the lemon. And he said, now, you keep this lemon in your pocket. You go to Germany and you do that and come back and give me the lemon back. Wow. Right? This morning, after the Abhishek, a lemon, half a lemon flew across the room and I caught it. Uh, it also had orange paste on it. Mm, maybe. Was that also such a lemon? Maybe. <laughs> Should maybe. I keep that in my pocket? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Some, sometimes when people come to the temple, if they have some mental distress or something, the pujari will take a lemon and offer to... The there was a garland. I think it was... Yeah, there was a garland. A lemon yeah. garland. There are many different types of garlands okay. that we offered here, okay. not just flowers. So it was not some, a lemon like the, the one... You... Yeah, it was a lemon like that, sure. Oh, it's, okay. It's a lemon, it's offered to the deity. Okay. It's a prasadam lemon. Okay. Yeah. Did you give, bring it back to him? I did bring it back to him. Fantastic. He said to me, when you bring it back, I will know how successful the ceremony oh, has wow. been. And what was if his the, assessment? If the, if the lemon rots, if the lemon dries up and rots, it's probably one week or ten days it was going and coming. Maybe a week, I think, not more than that. And uh, if, it, if it gets all moldy and everything like that, then oh, what can we say about the ceremony? If it's perfect when it comes back, maybe a little bit dehydrated, it's... Perfect ceremony, very good ceremony. Wow. So it was very nice. Wow. So and you brought back a really nice lemon. I brought back, I was, the, <laughs> I was not afraid of anything happening here. The only thing I was afraid of was that lemon. <laughs> so what will happen with that lemon? Did so, you have it in your pocket? I, I, I kept it very safe the whole time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But another thing happened when I came back, when I came back to Bangalore, I came back to Bang Iskon Bangalore Temple. It was in west of Court Road uh, at that time before they got the Hare Krishna Hill. It's a very small house. And I was very tired, so I, I just came back. And then uh, one friend of mine, Kaviraj, is a proper disciple, he said to me, do you know what happened while you were away? And I said, no. And he said, do you know Patasarati But I said, no, I know Patasarati But He was the one who gave me the Sudarshana Yantra and told me it was the Narasimha Yantra. You know, my teacher said, don't say anything to him. But he, m my teacher was his teacher in Gurukula, and he said he is, was not a very good student. So, but he doesn't want to say, he said, I don't want to say anything bad about him, but he didn't give you the right thing. Like that. And then when I came back, Kaviraj said to me, he's dead. He died. Oh, wow. He's wow. a Narasimha Bhakta. Wow. And uh, he was asked to do something for a Narasimha installation. And he did something a little bit wrong, hmm. and he was dead. Wow. And I said, when did he die? The exact same day. As the installation? Yeah. And I, I couldn't believe that. So I went to my teacher, I went to my teacher and I said to Vasudev Bhattacharya, look, this happened, this happened, he died. And the same day that we did the Pratista, he died. Wow. And he said, okay, but uh, we should not say bad things about Vaishnavas. We should not hmm. think bad things. Anyway, he's gone to Narasimha. He, you know, he's with Narasimha now, so <laughs> that's all. Okay, let me ask Akila Prabhu. He was here before the installation happened. Yeah. How was it here? What do you remember of the time just before and then on the, in September 1982? The time before. Were you nervous? 
No. Big I'm festival coming. Busy. <laughs> you were busy. Before you mean right before the Yeah, right before the installation. The time before the, the time and uh, first the Radha Madam Mohan came here. Krishna Kshetra Maharaj and Astarata, they were worshipping them in the in the building over there. Okay. Oh, in the other building? Yes. In this building over there? For about, yeah, for about two years. Oh, I think it was not the bottom floor, right? Right. On the right side. Yeah, that was yes, the altar. Yes, that was the temple room. Th that was the altar room. And yes. Krishna Kshetra Maharaj and Astarata, they were doing everything, all the pujas, they were cooking all the offerings, isn't it, Maharaj? Okay, at least the hearsay is there. <laughs> and then finally, yeah, we, we knew that the Singadev is there in this room in the box. The, this, what, was the, this temple already built like this? No, this, this temple had, had to be, how would you say, renovated. Renova it, it, it got renovated. Was it already a temple? It was a, the temple was, for Radha Madan Mohan. It was a barn completely rotten. <laughs> oh. The roof was sunk in almost to the ground. Oh. And the devotees, they didn't get a real permit to, to build something new. So they asked if they could renovate the roof. And so... <laughs> now it comes out. <laughs> Somebody... Somebody somehow uh, had a draht seil, a wire, a steel wire, wire, a steel wire, wire rope, and somehow he put it there on this on the outside, and he pulled a little, <laughs> and, the, and then the whole thing collapsed. <laughs> Unfortunately, you mean he took a tractor or? And pulled yeah. a little bit? Yes, yeah, right. That's what I heard. Didn't wow, Astarata did that. No, 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 he wasn't able to drive track. That I was wondering. He didn't get a driver license till now. Okay. But somebody, <laughs> somebody did it. And I, so, I think it was you. No, no. No? <laughs> I was traveling. I was in, I'm innocent. And then the devotees, they went to the, to the, to the mayor and, well, very unfortunately, uh, uh, the whole barn collapsed. Mm -hmm. Can we renovate that too? Yes, okay, you can renovate it. Oh. So there's the temple, ren the renovated barn. It's still there outside. If you look outside, there's, there's the door. That's the original barn. This door is there, and around this door, the Buddhists renovated wow. the barn. How long did that take? Two years about, isn't it? Krishna Kshetra Maharaj, you have something to say about that? Well, it, it went in stages. Um, yes, there was this kind of sudden taking down the whole structure down to this level because below this is stone. Uh, but, uh, and, and then it was built up very quickly by um, Zimmerman. Um, well, carpenter, but yeah, they're especially for building barns and such, and they move really fast. And we said, uh, well, now that we're building this up again, we want, we want, uh, what is it, four windows on this side, and we want three windows there, and we want four or five windows on that side, and the, and these 
these were guys who were accustomed to building barns, and they're like, you want windows? <laughs> okay, whatever, you know, whatever. They Is this the care. reason why the windows are a little on the smallish side? Um, Could be, huh? Yeah, yeah. They thought they were building a barn? Um, yeah, I don't know at what point they understood otherwise, but so this is the point. At, at one point, they were, they were uh, placing the horizontal beams across the whole building from that end, one after another. And as I said, they move fast. And I had this idea, because by this time... Uh, we had a design for the temple. That's kind of another story, but uh, we we understood we want deity to be here and deity to be here. And I thought, well, it, it would make a lot of sense if we could have this area, you know, 50 centimeters higher. Okay. After but, they put the beams in, you wanted it higher. Well... They're putting the beams one after another, and I'm seeing them through the window over there. And I, I ran to Kriparama, Prabhu, and I said, Prabhu, we need, I had explained to him, we need to have this area 50 centimeters higher. And, you know, I was like, they're moving fast. They're going to put a beam across here and forget it. You know, it's going to be too late. So were you successful? So I said, Kriparama, come on. We got, you have to go tell them to, you know, to make this adjustment. And he kind of said, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was kind of indifferent about it. But it was like, yeah, okay, we can do like that. So he went and told the Zimmerman, and they, they were like, why? <laughs> you know, what? What? What's this for, you know? And, uh, but okay, whatever. You know, they okay. didn't care. They're getting they paid by the hour or whatever. Um, when it came to building all of this structure, you know, the platform here, the wall, uh, I had to be here all the time that they were constructing because they couldn't understand the plans. I showed them the plans. You see here, it's like this and this and this, and they were just kind of... Yeah, right, okay. And at one point, they started to build, they were actually going to build a wall right across. No, no door here, just a wall. Yeah, you want a room back there? Okay, we make a wall here. I said, no, 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 this has to be an open space. What? <laughs> Why? You know, and, and then the whole... It's it's a uh, it's a little complicated. We had to underneath Nursingadev is a solid uh, support cement that goes down. Um, doesn't go all the way down, does it? Anyway, it goes down below to support because the deity with his um, with the base is is one ton. He's a uh, thousand kilos. And so we knew there's going to be trouble unless we support him properly. And also we had to create this, uh, this whole drain system. You know, the, the Abhishek that you've seen, uh, the Charnamrita is not just 
you know, oozing out the front, the front opening. It's it's being drained out. So there was a there was a form of Vishnu here, and right where his feet yeah. were. So it, there's a there's a, a, a switch in the. Give back him the microphone. It, yeah, there's a switch. Yeah. So I mean, when I came, I thought it was very ingenious. You know, in India, they in India they have. The pitam of the deity in such a way, especially in South India, they do this because in North India usually they don't they don't do Abhishekam on the big deities except maybe one time for installation. But in South India they do it all the time, maybe once a week. Uh, I think they maybe they do here once a week. Are they doing once? A, yeah, so once a week we're doing everything traditionally here. So in South India, once a week in Tirupati Balaji, it's Friday. The day before they'll dress with flowers and it's easy to take it off and then do Abhishek. So. The the base looks like uh, something like the base of a Shiva Lingam. It has a spout at the side, which is like a Som Sutra or something. The, the the water flows out to the south, so to so uh, to the east. Here to the east, it it goes out. Yeah, okay. So and the, and underneath that, there's a drain. So I thought it was very ingenious. They actually have a switch, so they the there if you want, it can drain to the back in the Pujari area, and it can be collected in buckets, or it can come right into the temple room. Wow. And when I came here, there, were actually, there was a railing here. Yeah. Well, it's not. not you can there, put the, it's normally there? Yeah, they've taken it down. Ah, okay, it's normally there. And there was also uh, a, car, a, a carving from India of... Uh, that's not of, there. That's also there. falling off. Oh, <laughs> it's on with Velcro, so... Yeah, Velcro, yeah. Doesn't, really work. Velcro doesn't work. Yeah. So if they switch it in a certain way, it can come into the temple room also, the Charanamrita. And that's quite, quite standard in, 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 not, in all temples, not just Vishnu temples. Okay, next question. Uh, I haven't asked Vaidyanath Prabhu yet because he just told me already, he told me before this, after, in, in this afternoon that he also was a guest. You were a guest. You, you arrived on the, for the festival specifically. <laughs> Uh, yes, I hadn't been in Germany all these years, so I wasn't involved in the preparation of getting this place and uh, the preparations for the festival, because I was in Scandinavia all the time. I was in Sweden for four years, in Denmark for three years, so I wasn't in Germany. And I wasn't, had no idea that how this was going on. Uh, but uh, the last year before the installation, I was in Southern Europe, and uh, I was contacted one, by one of my friends from Denmark, Alanat Swami, and he invited me to South America, Colombia, South America. So um, then for half a year I went out to collect some funds because I was a Brahmachari, had no money at all, so I went working for half a year for my trip to South America. And uh, while doing that, I had one intense, I remember, I was, in the, uh, I was sitting at home in my place and I, had, I chanted the Narasinga mantra and I felt that Narasinga Dev was giving me very strong energy for my future plans because at that time I didn't really know how I would continue with my devotional life. So um, when working outside, I heard that this this installation was going to happen, and I thought, well, this is going to be the last time that I see the European devotees. I'm going to go to the festival, okay. because the Lord Nishingadev is going to be installed. And uh, I was here during the entire installation ceremony. I watched from the outside how 
Gokeshava Prabhu was there. He was heading up the ceremonies. Krishna Kshetra Maharaj was at one Yagya style. Astarata Prabhu was at the other one, and some other devotees also. Who was it? Ashok Kumar? Rida Govinda? Yes, Rida. Dvarkesh. Dvarkesh. So they were there, and it was this very impressive ceremony, as you can see in the movie. Uh, so I went to here for the festival. I saw all the devotees. I said, or said goodbye. Okay, I'm going to go to the New World, South America. Next day, I went to Frankfurt, took my flight to London, from there to Miami, and from there to Bogota, Colombia, and off I was. Then I stayed in Colombia for nine months, and then uh, USA for five years, where also I had some very intense experiences with Lord Nishingadev because later he was installed in New Vandavan also. Okay. And uh, I was there for the installation of Lord Nishingadev there. You did that one? Yeah, it, Gokeshava was there in New Vandavan and I was assistant uh, Pujari, yes. Yes, at the Gurukul school, yes, yeah. Yeah, and then they asked me to go there because there was, uh, in Vrindavan moved, they had an old temple in, in Bahulaban, right? Bahulaban, and then, and then they moved to the new temple, and when they moved to the new temple, actually they were supposed to reinstall uh, Radha Vrindavan Chandra because they had been broken by some dacoits, some, some bad people mm. before. But uh, at the last moment, the GBC decided that uh, the new deities would be, would be installed, but the, they would continue to worship the deities, the original deities, which is also a possibility. Uh, and so we took all these deities from Bahulaban and installed them in the new big temple and also installed Srinathji, as well as, so they had Gornitai, Radha Vrindavan Chandra, Srinathji, and then later Narasimha with Prahlad. And also, even we installed uh, Sita Ram, Hanuman, Lakshman as well, correct? Well, and you were there for all of that, correct? Yeah, I, I said, I said, <laughs> okay, so, so it's the time before the installation. Now, Madonna Lhasa, you were not here yet. Narahari, you were here. Can you tell us how it was for you? Now, how, your personal relationship with that future of uh, serving Lord Nasingadev? Yeah, I came in 79. Held it very close to your mouth. I came in 79 and then uh, it's lost let us off. And uh, then we moved here with Shishi Radha Madan Mohan. And Nishingadev came. Uh, it was uh, afternoon. Very nice sunny day, and uh, all the devotees, they made some kind of, uh, uh, how do you say, wheel chariot, that they put the... Why do we need that? Is it better? Okay. But if she needs it really close, she can hold it. Okay. And uh, so they made some wooden, uh, how do you say, like a wheelchair or something, and the Lord was cart, yes, yes. And then the devotees put the Lord Nishinga there on the 
on the cart, and then there were like 20, 25 devotees or 30, I don't know. And they were pushing the Lord. And there was a hurry bowl because the Lord is very heavy, you know. And then... Um, was Gorkeshava Prabhu already here when that happened? No, when, no this no, happened before. When, when, he, when the Lord came. Okay. Yeah. In the big truck. There was a big truck uh -huh. and they put him down. It was, he was in the box. And they took the, opened the box. And I heard that, I don't know, that when he came to Hamburg, the inspector wanted to check what is in the box. So then they say, open the box, and then they say, okay, okay, close it. <laughs> he was so afraid, he didn't want to see more. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then Sarata Prabhu told me to make sweets, because we have to offer to the Lord. And then the arti was done, and then it was shower, it was sunny, and then sh there was also rain. And... Um, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and there was a huge kirtan, and Krishna Shetra Swami Maharaj was also there. He did the arti, and Nastarata Prabhu also offered the sweets. And then they put him in that room, and uh, then... Uh, in this building? Not not in this building. When you go outside, there ah, are in another four building. flats okay. in one of... The, it was a, actually, it was a just whole, big hall, and they used to uh, store candles. They used to uh, devotees used to sell the candles, and there was uh, there. Were, I think there were three big, big rooms, and the smallest room they put the Lord there, and uh, then. Uh, so how was Lord Nasingadev then moved from that room to the altar? Is, was that part of the installation festival? Yes. It was. Yes. We have to. I'm sorry about where's Bashar. So <laughs> we have to hand this around. Give it to Gorkisha. So when I arrived, I saw that the deity was almost uh, installed. Almost the word pratista or installation max actually means to make to stand. Tista means to stand. Uh, so pratista means to make somebody stand or make the deity to stand on the altar. So when we put the deity on the altar and actually cement him to the altar as a permanent deity gets cemented to the altar, right, that is the last part of the installation. And uh, so I saw that they had, take, they had, uh, they had the pitam or the, the altar was already in there. And on top of the altar, they put two bricks on one side, two bricks on the other side, two bricks in the back. And in the front, they had left it open so that the Brahmashila could be, we could do the uh, Pita Ratanyasa and put the Brahmashila inside. And then during the ceremony, we, we had to rock him back and forth. Many devotees had to come and, and very heavy deity. So rock him back and forth, rock him to one side and take out one brick and then take out another brick and then take out another brick. And finally, he was able to sit on top of the Peter Radnanyasa and the Yantram. So on the first day, I, I was not here, so the film that I was asked to make uh, started actually on the second day. What did you do on the first day? Who remembers that? There, there was something with a wire. I remember that there was a wire connected from the deity to a copper wire. Yeah, copper wires can be used and also, or also braided kushagras can be used. We, we had 
uh, on the 31st when we did the reinstallation of Mahalakshmi, we used it um, braided kusha grass. Mm -hmm. But copper wire can also be used. Yeah, there he is on the bricks. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. You can see. And at this time, he has the, uh, these pavitra malas, silk malas on, on him, silk garlands. And uh, usually we have, a, we have a festival once a year called Pavitra Utsavam. Utsava means a festival. Pavitra, Pavitra means pure, pure. So we, we take these garlands, we offer them to the deity. Any unknown offenses that we commit during the year are taken away by this off offering that we make once a year. Here's a personal question I have. I love these Pavitras, mm. but after a while, they, when we wear them a lot, can one wash them? Yeah, I mean, why is not? that okay? Why not? Okay, the power is not gone when I. No. Okay. All right. So thank, thank yeah, you. I, thank I, you. I, I really every time no. I wash my 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 pavitras. See, I, I never saw an advertisement where it said we wash the power out. <laughs> you can wash okay. dirt out. You cannot wash the power out. Okay. The shakti cannot be washed out. So on the first day, I heard that demons were cast out. Is okay. That... So the first thing, and if somebody, I I have the original. Uh, schedule that we went by is in German, of course, but I kept it all these years and I sent it to somebody. I don't know what the what has happened. Um, if somebody can show it to me, it'll be more easy for me to remember. Remember, but as far as I know, the first thing that you do is that we had a procession up to the hill. Oh, that okay. is called that is a, that is a procession, and I'm, we must have taken some deity with us. I think. Yeah, in a procession up to the hill with Kirtan. And on the hill, we sat down and we do uh, worship of the earth with Lord Varaha. His consort is the earth. So Bhu Varaha, we worship the earth. And then we also worship a shovel in the form of Anantashesha. Mm -hmm. And then we dig some earth. And we collect some earth in a, in a, in a tray. We place it on top of a Brahmin's head. And we, we break coconuts during the procession and we come back. And we take that you earth. You bring the earth here. We bring the, some of the earth, some little earth in okay. here. And we're going to deposit that into these clay dishes inside the Yagashala, which was just outside the door to the right. And uh, then we take nine, nine grains, Navadanyas, which are, represent different planetary uh, aspects. And we soak them overnight and we, we sow them on top of the, the earth. And we, throughout the ceremony, day and night, we have to... Uh, water them and then they will grow and if they wilt then it's not good if they grow very nicely and leaves come out that's very nice so this is always done is kolankurapanam it's always done for a ceremony which is more than one day long. and this was done here and this was done here so and this did is the they, first thing. did they grow they did grow they grew very nicely and even leaves came and wow, even nice. within three days to get leaves out of sprouts is almost unheard of so very very good uh, energy and, and the, the sprouts grow very well. But I so think this on, so area... So on the first day, you already had a sacrifice. I'm sorry? Turbo sprouts. Turbo sprouts. Yeah. No, no. We had, we, we, you come in, you have to open the Yagashala at that time. Okay. But you had it open on the first day already, on the 23rd of September. Yes. The Yagashala was open, but we didn't actually open the Yagashala... We didn't actually open the Yagashala until after we did the Vastu Puja. The first, the very first Homa... The very first fire that was performed was performed right here in front of, oh, okay. in front the, of the Garbhagriha. Day. Yeah, and that is the Vastu Homa. Okay. That is the Vastu Homa because the temple is like a body. The temple is like a body. So any body, if you have a body, it will attract a living being. 
Yeah. It will attract a living being. A so, suitable body attracts a suitable yeah, living entity. If there's, uh, just like if you build a house and you just leave it, some, somebody will come in, a squatter will come in and he'll, he'll sit there. Right. right. You have to lock it up if you want people not to come inside. So this temple was reconstructed, or the barn was reconstructed into a temple, and then it's the body of the Lord. We consider it to be the body of the Lord. We consider the deity to be like the super soul of this body. And so we want to bring the Lord into the temple, but we don't want to inconvenience the Lord that he has to kick out somebody who's already here right. to evict the Vastu. So that's what you do. You so evict. On, yeah, you evict. We have to do it in a nice way. There's some rules. So, so we have to do it in a nice way. Vastu is such a person that if you let him, he's going to take all the punya. He will take all the, the good things. In, in Hari Bhakti Vilas, it, it uh, quotes from Matsi Purana. And the story of Vastu is that Lord Shiva was fighting with a demon. You can look at it in Matsya Purana. And some sweat came from his uh, brow when he was fighting. And the sweat fell down and became this, his son, one of his sons, called Vastu. So the first thing he, he said, oh, you're, he said, Father, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. So Shiva said, okay, so what do you want to eat? And he said, I am so hungry, I want to eat the whole universe. So then Shiva thought, mm, if he eats the whole universe, that means me and all the devas and everything. And this, we can't allow this fellow to eat everything. He's too hungry. So we can, we, we can satisfy him with something, but we can't give him everything. So Shiva went to, there, were, there are 45 other devatas that he went to and he said, we have to make a plan together, we jump on his back and squash him. So he can't eat everything, right? right. He has to go on a restricted diet, okay? okay? So the, you see this picture of Vastu in the Vastu yes. Yantra that he's squashed on yes. the ground, right? So the, yes. that's because these 45 devatas are sitting on him. So as long as we worship these 45 devatas, they will keep their on his back. But still we have to give him something. So we have to, we have to do what is called Vastu Homa, Vastu, uh, Vastu Puja, Vastu Homa and Vastu Harana. Now in some Shastras they have these Vastu Mandalas which are either ni uh, 9 by 9, 81 squares or, six, or 8 by 8, 64 squares for houses and temples. But in the Pancharatra there's a type of Vastu uh, Mandala yeah, in the Pancharatra, it's not exactly like this. In the, so I asked them, I said, what you have to do is please make me a straw man, like a scarecrow. Right? right? You see in the fields, they yeah. make a, a, a figure made of straw. And this is what they usually do in India. If you go around the, the sites where they're building, making buildings, they usually hang some straw dummy there in front of the building while it's under construction. At the end of construction, they do Vastu Puja. They do Vastu Homa, Vastu Yagya, and then they light that one up and they drag him around and throw him outside. And this is what you did here. That's what we did here. You, were, you lit the, the, that figure here in the temple room and then dragged him out? Yes. Yeah, so first of all, we, have, we had the Vastu here, the, the, the figure which we invoke Vastu into, and different devatas, and we, and we worship them like that. After we do that, then we do the Homa, and one of the interesting things is the first Homa that I did was very interesting because everybody came to see it and I simply chanted mantras and the fire came. And everybody was amazed at that. But this, I told everybody that, that uh, afterwards that there's, a, there's some trick to this, right? So my, one of Sampa Kumar Bhattacharya, I, I cleared it with him before I did it. 
And he, he said there's several different ways to make fire. You can make it by churning wood, you know, by friction. You can make it with a magnifying glass. You can take it from a Agnihotri Brahman's uh, place. There's so many ways. And he said, but, you know, sometimes we just write with the matches. We light a lamp in, the, in, the, for the, in front of the deity or we offer a lamp to the deity and then we just throw it in there like that. And I said, look, you know, basic chemistry I know. If you, if I, if you combine these things, these harmless things, they'll, it'll, fire will come. He said, show me. So I took some cotton and I took some potassium permanganate and I took some glycerin. I put it on there, squeezed it, and I put it on there and go on chanting some mantras and it, it, it comes. That was on the first day. That was on the first on day. On the first day, this worked. On the first day it worked, on the on second, the second day, day it also worked. On the second day, I, I was here with a film here. camera. Yeah. A film, uh, by the way, I saw the festival only in black and white. Took I didn't more see mantras it on the I only saw it black and white. Uh, so I was supposed to film this. There was uh, the many priests, Krishna Kshetra Maharaj, Astarata, Hridaya Chaitanya, uh, so many priests, everybody in place. Only the fire is now missing, right? No more. There's, everybody's ready. The ceremony out there is supposed to start. Now the fire has to come. And I filmed, and I saw that Gorkeshava Prabhu, come. he was trying to make fire. And I zoomed in with the camera into this. You can see it in the film there. And I was a... I was an amateur chemist myself, yeah. so I saw what you were doing, but I, I didn't, okay. But I and, didn't, it, and it didn't work. So then, but it did I was, eventually, I was work. eventually worked. I was rebuked. It eventually worked. You know, the reason was given by the presiding Acharya at that time, by Hari K. Swami, he ruled... He determined that this is not working because you are filming it. <laughs> Switch off that camera for five minutes. <laughs> so that's why you cannot see the actual fire starting. But, but, uh, but if you understand, inside the, inside the temple when I did it in here, it was warmer. Ah, uh, and out, here it outside worked. there, it, it was cooler. It didn't work. No, it did work. It did work it, eventually. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Eventually, if you look, you see. That's what it is. I saw, I saw some smoke was coming. You see, I had to switch off the After camera. After you turned off the camera, it worked. It was, it was black. For me, it was black. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it did work. It did work. Okay, I'm happy to it hear just, that. It just took a little longer, that's all. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought, oh, why is it not working? He, because he was older. turning I that was, spoon like, yeah, like this. It just yeah. did not work. I was trying to... Because if you add some pressure, that also right. okay. makes it. So then the fire... So, okay, so back to the Vastu Back to Homa. the first day. So we, so we then, after the Vastu Homa, then we take some fire from the Vastu Homa and we put it on, we put some camphor on the, the straw man, Vastu, and we, and we then light him up and then we take him around. At the same time, on either side of the altar, we had these big pumpkins. So I asked, in India, what they use is they have a thing called an ash gourd. An ash gourd. It's a, it's a pumpkin a gourd, that they it's have. It's a big pumpkin. They cut it open in the top, and they take the top off. And then they mix up a lot of kumkum, and they put it inside liquid so that it looks like blood inside. Oh. And then they put it back together. On so the, that's this here? Yeah. On the front, they, on the front they paint... Uh, I, had got some, I had got some posters from India, and I gave them... 
here. And I said, you please paint this, these figures on the front, like that. Then we put flaming. You can see a flame on the top a little yes. bit. We put a camphor on the top and lit it. And I said, okay, when the Vastu goes around and he goes out, then these also should come out if any friends of his, they also have to go out. You take them out and smash them like okay. that. So we took them out and it was a big kirtan and we smashed them all there. So that is the Vastu. That was day one. That is Vastu Puja, Vastu Homa, Vastu Harana. And then the next day we had to do that, open the Yagashala. Uh, didn't, I think it started at the roof with the chakra on the second day. Which was well, a very, not, which not, was a very dangerous enterprise. Yeah, well, you have to get everything together. So Lord Narasimha is sitting on top of the bricks, so he's ready. He's, he's ready. ready to be installed. Right. But the chakra was not up there, yes. so they had they made some a little platform. Little platform was a little rickety, rickety, like that. And we went up there. And first thing you have to do is you have to get the kusha grass, and you have to just making a cross like this and tie it on there. It's, it was a beautiful ceremony it shows, up there. It's it, incredible. But, it, but when you put it there, I, you install the yantra and everything, and you put the, the, the kalasha there with the spire, uh, and, the, and the cross kushagrass shows that this is a work in progress. It is not finished. And then you have to connect the... This is later. Later on, after you do the homas and everything, then you have some, some water from the Mahakumbha, mm -hmm. Narasimha's Mahakumbha, mm -hmm. has to go on top first before it's sprinkled underneath. Because after you install the deity underneath, you can't walk on top of his head. Right. But just like we have the yantra underneath him is Narasimha. So nothing can, on top be, above, also Narasimha. Nothing can be above the deity. Nothing can be above the deity. What is above the deity here? Yeah. Ah. A There's something to stop people from... Okay. Yeah, you can go up and see yourself. There's a cupola in that room. Yeah. Some, some, okay. There's now one, what Gorkeshava Prabhu one, did not tell us. But there's one little detail I want to mention from the Sudarshan installation. Mm. You may remember, uh, which just really struck me. Uh, Gorkeshava was was offering, um, I don't know, Ganda Pushpa Dupa Deepa, yeah. and it was time for Deepa, and there was no Deepa. And there was no deepa, and we're on the roof, and the people are down there, and they're going, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, we need a No, forget it. So he just grabbed. You can't run down and get a, a lamp. You know? So he grabbed a banana, banana, and he put the camphor on the banana, and offered like that. Yeah. And I thought, that's so uh, clever. Yeah. But what he did. Fast thinking. Fast thinking. Fast but what thinker. he did not tell us was that there was water. And there was ghee. And when you mix water and ghee, and you spread it on a roof, and you have devotees walking around there with cameras and all kinds of other equipment, other <laughs> devotees, it becomes very, very slippery. That nobody was killed is, a, is, is Lord Nasingadev's very special mercy, <laughs> is almost magic. I saw Ashoka Kumar, the one who took these photos, he was the official photographer. I saw him sliding so badly. I was sliding down this side with, a, with my film camera on, <laughs> on the shoulder. But somehow or other, we managed to hold on to something because this was, it became, there were patches which were like, a, like ice skating. You were like ice skating on this roof. It was, what? It was slippery. It was very slippery, that's for sure. <laughs> It was wonderful, because these little things also kind of added to the entire experience. Nobody had any idea what's going to come next, right? Gora, Gora Keshava Prabhu, it, 
he was on fire. You know, he was doing these things. And he told me when I started the filming, he said, okay, Dr. Mike, whatever you do, just follow me. Wherever I go, just come behind me and everything will be fine. You just keep the camera rolling. And I tried to do that. But he, he was incredibly dynamic. He was doing these pujas, and then all of a sudden, let's go! And he jumped up, and he, and he started running down here the, 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 the roof at high speed, and we all tried to scramble and somehow or other follow you. <laughs> it was very, very ecstatic. <laughs> it, see, the problem, is, the, the problem is, even though I had uh, very qualified persons helping me, right? They were, yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't exactly know what next to do. See, normally you'll Nobody have, knew you'll have you. a few different priests and you can say, oh, you go and do this, you go and do this. You can, but I had to go every step of the way. I had to be there to supervise. So, right. yeah, so yeah. I had to, it was, if I didn't do it fast. It was big it was, fun. It, it was so much it fun. It would have taken a long time. It was amazing. It was just yeah. totally, absolutely ecstatic. Right. Every so, step was right. ecstatic. So then, so then the next day there, there was a Yagshala Pravesh. We opened up the Yagshala um, in an authoritative way. And that's when we had to, first, the first fire is started in the square kunda, right, as you saw. And then the fire is taken from the square to the bow shape, to the round, to the, oh. to the chakra kunda, oh. and, uh, and, and like that. And then all the pots on the, on the outside wall, uh, I asked uh, Hari K. Swami, can we, it was, it looked like it might rain. So we decided not to, sometimes you see in uh, Yagashalas, they'll put cow dung and, and uh, after you put the brick form, you put cow dung and mud and you just let it dry and everything like that. But because it might rain, we thought we decided not to do that. But as long as we have the form, it's fine. So we put some decoration there. I asked uh, Hari K. Swami, what, uh, what kind of flowers do you have here at this time of year? And he said, cauliflowers. <laughs> That's what he said to me. And I was like, okay. I got but they did actually get some flowers. They took some leaves and, and, and from the forest and put them yeah. around there. I asked if the ladies can do some decoration. It was very beautiful. You know? Very, very you beautiful. You saw the decoration? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, in South India, they do a thing called Ranguli or Kolam where the ladies, even in Bengal, they do it, and they do it with uh, rice flour paste. Yes, colored rice flour. Yeah, rice so you, they make auspicious symbols on the ground. So I said, is there any ladies who can do that? The lady said, well, we don't really know how to do that. I said, okay, so just make some circles with colored powder, and that's what you see. Um, and Harike says, he said, you can make whatever symbols you like, but there's one symbol in Germany you should not make. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make that symbol, okay? Very said, smart. Very I smart. said I have no intention. I have no intention of making that symbol. It's not necessary. We don't have to do that. Okay. So then I I brought. You can see on the on the wall. I brought some posters of Lakshmi Narasimha and uh, Tilak with Shankachakra, the conch and the and the disc, and also uh, Garuda and Hanuman. And I think there's one of Ganesh or something, maybe maybe like that. But we didn't worship Ganesh. We worship Vishvaksena instead of Ganesh. Vaishnava secretary of Lord Vishnu to clear away obstacles. Mm -hmm. So the Yagshala Pravesha, we went inside. The first thing that we did was Hari K. Swami was staying in that building over there upstairs. And so I said, you come down at a certain time and we'll greet you with Purnakumba. Purnakumba means you have a, uh, 
we have a pot full of water with a coconut and leaves, which represents a deity, temporary deity, and we invoke someone in, the, in there, Sudarshana or something, and then we chant sannyasa suptam, right? Nakamana naprajayadanena. When, when a sannyasi comes or when a grihasta comes, some furusha suptam verses we chant. And the person who comes will touch the pot. This is a very common thing in South India. Uh, the Brahmins in Madras had did this, and Tirupati, when Srila Prabhupada came to those places, they always greeted him with the Purnakumba. It's a very common thing in South India. And then, that, then what happens is they'll take the coconut, they'll take the mango leaves from the coconut, and they'll sprinkle that water that has been touched and purified by the personality who has come, and they'll sprinkle it on all the people, and then the, he'll go. So he came, and, and, and he sat on his uh, asana there, and then watched us open the Yagashala. So in the Yagashala, we have to worship four things. We have to, it's called Chaturstana Puja. Mm -hmm. So there are four places to worship. We worship in the fire. We worship the mandala, which you see on the top right there. There's a, uh, there's a part in the middle of a, what is called Chakrabja Mandala. That is because the installation is done according to a book called Padma Samhita, which is one of the commentaries on the three gems of the Pancharatra. Mm. Uh, and all new temples, Pancharatric temples, are installed in that way. And so that was made, now I think it was about a meter or a meter square or maybe a little bit more, and more. there were 256 squares which have to be filled in with different colored powders. Like, they took me about eight hours to do that. Wow. And uh, ever since, I have always just had a painted one and just thrown it down. But I, did, I wanted to do it in a very... I didn't have a painted one, so I had to do it in a very authentic way in the first time. You'll see many, many people who do this nowadays in Iskand. They, they have a painted one. I also have a painted one now. I have a cloth and I just put so it So when did you do that? At night time? I had to do it in the evening, yeah. Wow. So it took a long time. Okay. I never, never had taken so long. And kirtan was going on all the time. All the time. Super and nice kirtan. So, so that is one place you have to worship in the fire, you have to worship in the mandala, you have to worship in the kumba, in the pots in the middle. In the middle of the four fires, there, there is a raised vedi called a, a mahavedi, right? And on top of that, the, the main part of uh, where we invoke Prahlad Narasimha, and then around it, we have four pots for the Chaturvyuha, Vasudeva Sankarshana, Prajumna, Aniruddha, and some other pots for Keshava Narayana Madhava, like this. So these are called Upakumbas or smaller Kumbas. So we have Mahakumba, Upakumba. So we worship the Lord in the, upa, in the Kumba, in the Mandala, in the fire, and then in the Bimba, which is the, Lord himself, the Lord's deity himself. Ultimately, at the end of the installation, they are all merged into the deity. The, the worships of all these places are merged into the deity. How did you get the waters from all these rivers and... The waters from all the rivers? Well, I didn't get them. Who got them? Well, Harikesh Swami asked some people to bring waters from Caspian Sea and wow. so many places. <laughs> Auspicious places, I yes. guess. So then, what, how, how did day two con uh, conclude? What had, uh, that was it for day two. Okay, I could tell you a lot better if I had the program. Oh, yeah. But uh, normally what happens is every day you have to do, you have to, you have to do certain pujas to the mandala, to the, to the pots, to the fires. That is called Nitya Homa. And, and Yagshala, Nitya, Nitya Yagshala. You have to do twice a day, usually. So that means you start off with Vishvaksena Puja. You worship Vishvaksena to clear away obstacles. Then the next thing is you do Punyahavachanam. You have a pot which you make holy water to sprinkle on the Yagshala. And that is invoking Sudarshana in the, in the pot. 
and then you sprinkle water on, the, on everything, and then you, there are different pots around the edges, and there are different gates to go in, and different flags, and each flag has a puja, each gate mm -hmm. has a puja. The, the four Vedas are there, there are the 12 Mahajans in the corners, and each one has a pot and a place and has to have a puja done. So after doing all of that twice a day, you lose your voice. So there were many more persons than you see on the photos. Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. So that goes on twice a day. Right. Then there are some special yagas, some special homas which happen on the second day. Right. The first homa that they do is they do a mano mana pramana shanti homa, which we also did on the 31st here for Mahalakshmi, like that. There are two things which we do to make sure that the deity, the new deity form is perfect. Mm. Because when a person makes a deity form either out of metal or out of clay or even stone, there may be some imperfection caused by the uh, human error of the sculptor. So there are two things that we do. We get panchagavya, which are the five products of the cow and we sprinkle on the deity. So there's an initial washing of the deity. The first thing that I did before we started the whole pr procedure was I covered the Lord's eyes with beeswax and with, uh, with, there was some cotton underneath and beeswax on top like that. And then we sprinkled the deity. There's, there's definitely pictures of us doing a abhishekam. It's not really abhishekam. Abhishekam means a bath. You can only bathe a person once he's living. So it's a washing, it's a washing of the deity. This, when you see Krishna Chetra Maharaj in that picture, you can see the Lord's eyes are open. Yeah, no, so they're that's not open. They're, this they're, is, this is what closed. I'm talking about. They're this still is what, closed. Yeah, this, here it's closed. So this, was, this is what we call Shilpa Dosha Snanam. So the, with Panchigavya, the five elements of the, of the cow. Arti. Yeah. In yeah. five minutes. Yeah, then, we, then we have to do that. We have to wash the deity and make it, purify it by touching it to that. After we do that, this is supposed to take away any of, any of the mistakes that ha happen with the, with the sculpture. We do the same thing with the fire. It's called Mano Mana Pramana Shanti Homa. Okay, so after this is done, the next thing which has to be done overnight, we do the Jaladivasam. But Jaladivasam means you take the deity, the new deity, put it underwater. Narasimha is too big to put underwater. So there's an alternate thing. Instead of Jaladivasam, you do what is called Chaya Adivasam. You put a tub of water in front and you put a mirror inside the tub and you connect the deity to the mirror. And the deity's reflection is in the mirror in the water. That is called Chaya Adivasam. So that is done over the first night. And then after that, you cover the deity with grains. That is called Danyadivasan. We did all those things. Yeah. We did all those things. Very elaborate. Then, I was just told by, by, by the temple president that through the RT, we still continue. Okay. So there will be no singing. We will continue for, I don't know how long. He has to tell us. Where is he? There you are. How long? Yes, I think you're right. What I would also like to hear a little bit is realizations, uh, miracles, uh, support devotees have received from Lord Narsingha Dev since, so that we don't only talk about the 
installation, so, but also, so we should b- there, do both. So we there's go- one interesting story about Hari Keshwami. He, he uh, after the Vastu Puja on the first night, he called me up to his room. After the first night? Yeah, because everybody was so impressed by the Vastu Puja and Vastu Harana, and everybody was so fired up. He said, you know what we should do is we have to, we're going to stop right now. We're going to stop right now. And we're going, you have to come with me. We go to Sweden and you have to do all the ghosts in the Swedish temple. You have to get rid of all the ghosts in the Swedish temple. (laughs) And I said to him, yeah. And I said to him, Maharaj, you know, we, when you chose us, because we, in the beginning of the ceremony, there's also a, a, a ceremony where we take permission from all the Vaishnavas to, the priests will take permission from all the Vaishnavas to actually invite the Lord. Because we need their help, we need their authority, we need their permission. And the Yajamana, the person who is the sponsor, in that case the GBC, he said, the GBC Temple President, they are the sponsors uh, for the community. They have to choose the priest. So this is called a Charyaritic Varnam, right? A Charya, they have to choose a main priest and they have to choose the helpers, the Paricharikas, who are the assistants. So when you choose them, uh, you have to do what is called uh, Raksha Bandhanam or Kankana. You have to wear, uh, just like we have this, um, we have this thread from the Mahalakshmi installation. Actually, I could take it off now. But this is supposed to be worn. And this is supposed to protect us from some unknown impurity that may occur in our family or in our gotra or whatever it is. So, uh, I did not quite catch this. You said Harikir Swami yeah. was about to stop the installation yeah. ceremony? Yeah. Wanted to stop it dead. And he said, we'll come back. First, expel all the ghosts. Yeah, in, in Sweden. Scandinavia, in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, he got so far, they got, everybody got so fired up about wow. the Vastu Puja. Okay. They thought, this is fantastic. We're having a big problem in Sweden. We want to go there and do that. And then come back here yeah. and continue. To, so uh, how did you convince him to? No, I said to him, you can't do that. Oh. You can't do that. I said, look, if you want to go to Sweden later, we'll do that. No problem. Okay. But we took a promise. Right. We made a vow in front, of, you know, in front of the Lord. We made a vow. All of us, we made a vow that we are going to finish this ceremony to the end. Right? We, cannot do any, this, we can't do anything selfish. We can't do anything. We can't go off and do something else. We have to finish this. You know? Like that. He said, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, no problem. Like that. I, I was just, he was just so enthusiastic he, he, about yes, it. Yes, I yeah? understand. Yeah. yeah. He saw the power. Well, he saw, he just thought, he thought this was an opportunity. Oh, okay. You know, and to, to do something else. He did. What did she say? Uh, Harry K. Swami, he was already fired up to, uh, fired in, up. in Schloss Rettershof, you know. Mm. We, we had this sometimes, we have been. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there are some ghost busting that goes on in in Iskon. But who you, who are you gonna call? Right. Okay. Right. We call you. <laughs> yeah. So what happened next? For ghost busting, if you call somebody, please first ask them according to what shastra are you doing it. Okay. Like that. Don't just take any ghostbuster. All right. Okay. You may be cheated. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so what are we doing here? We're opening the Yagashala. And as I said, so the first, the first Homa that we do is we do the Nitya Homa. Nitya Homa involves 
there are four there are four pits there. You can see I have the spoon. I'm pushing against the Singadev ki jai. So you can see that I'm taking the spoon and I'm pushing against the the cotton and yes. trying to get the a little bit of smoke is coming, but it's not no flame is coming yet. So I just had to keep chanting, and finally the reaction happened because it was a little cold. Okay, so then uh, you can see inside the pit there's some different colors and everything. So I was doing the kusandika, the, 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 the setting up of the sacrificial fires according to the normal system of Gaudiya Vaishnavas as Satriya Sardipika. So then uh, this is a square kunda, a square, uh, a square yagashala. So that we invoke Vasudeva. In the, in the Pancharatric system, there's what we call Chaturvyu's Vasudeva Sankarshana Prajimna Aniruddha. These are four forms of the Lord, expansions of the Lord. So the square kunda represents Vasudeva, the half moon one, which is the, there to the, this is supposed to be in the east. Then in the south, we have Sankarshana. In the, in the west, we have uh, Prajimna. And in the north, we have Aniruddha. So Where are the priests? In which direction are the priests looking? So the priests are all sitting. The main priests, the Hotris, who offer ghee into the fire, they, will, they should sit facing east. Mm -hmm. The number one important uh, direction is east because the sun is, sun is called Pratyakshi Devata, the god that you can see with your eyes. Mm -hmm. So Surya Narayana is there within the sun, so we always face the sun. So the sun is in the east, we should set up everything towards the east. Now, if there's an assistant pujari, the assistant pujari sits in the south facing north. So you eat, the first direction you should sit if you have a, if you have a choice is east. Second one is north. Uh, the other two directions, not so much. Okay. So, okay, so going around the fire like that. So we have, we had, I believe, Astarada was there in, uh, I think, Krishna Kachetamaraj, you were in the east. Yeah? I was starting the fire, but then you were going to take over. You're facing east, but you were at the eastern kunda, the square kunda, no? Yeah, and then Astarada was in the in the south, and uh, what was, it? was there? Yeah. Was in the was in the Dorakesh was in the west, and Hridaya Govinda. Hridaya Govinda. Hridaya Chaitanya. Hrida, what? what? No, Hridaya Govinda. Hridaya Govinda was in the north, like that. So each each person had their 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 place. Now what I was doing is I would sit behind the person here with a microphone. Uh, on my deer skin and my woolen asana that I brought from India. And I would chant the mantras and I would just direct the different hotries. Now you put in this one, you put in this one. So we have to offer oblations, first of all, for Vasudev Sankarshana Prajimna Aniruddha. And then we have to offer Nitya Homa means we have to offer uh, uh, all of the mantras that we're going to use in puja for the, for the deities. So the Mula mantras and the Gayatri mantras that are used for all the deities. Uh, and also, you know, mantras like the mantra Raj, the Ugramvira, Mahavishnu mantra, like that. So that is Nitya Homa, that's twice a day. So then uh, after the Mana Mana Pramana Shanti Homa, the next one is called uh, Tattva Samhara Homa. So it's a special Homa in which we have that metal wire connected to the pots in the middle, to the Sudoshana Chakra on the, on the roof, and also to the Lord Narasimha here, right? So that is supposed to, it's a process of mantras to destroy the material elements in the deity's body and then recreate them spiritually, right? So the first part is called samhara. So you show the sam samhara mudra. This means samhara, destruction. It's a pro in the Sankhya system of 
creation, which is accepted by Vaishnavism, right? There are these 24 elements ending with the jiva, and they, and they are created in a certain way from subtle to gross. So we start with the gross, which is the earth. Earth must merge the earth into the fire, earth into the water, water into the fire, fire into the, into the air, air into the ether, like this, into the, into, into the mind, into the intelligence, into the ego, into the pradhana, like that, and then back into the Lord, and then create them again. It's the, same, it's the same that we do every day before we do deity worship. It is called Buddha-shuddhi, when we do it on our body. When we do it on the deity's body, it is called, uh, it is called, uh, it's called, uh, excuse me, uh, Tattva Samhara and Tattva Shristi. Now, these special homers, we have to keep a little bit of ghee at the end of each oblation. So we have a plate, copper plate. So we offer Swaha, and then when we say the Pratibhachanam, Idanamama, we put a little drop in that plate. So for the, for the Samhara, for the destruction for the, from, the crea from the creation backwards, we take that ghee and then we put another plate there for the, for the homa which we do for the creation. Then afterwards we go to the deity and we have to do nyasa, we have to touch that ghee with the same mantras that we did in the sacrifice on different parts of, of the bodies of the deity. For, for destruction we start at the feet and we go to the head. Then for creation we create from the head down to the feet again. Like that. So these are the two special homas. After we do that, the next homa we also collect Ghee. This is called uh, Jivadi Tattva Homa. Jivadi Tattva Homa is a very long Homa, and there are, for Vishnu Tattva, there's also an extension of 16 different parts of different nyasas that's called Sodasanyasa, which is done. For, Ma for Mahalakshmi and Jiva Tattvas and things like that, we don't do that one. So, but for Narasimha, we had to do very, very long Homa. Very, very long Homa. So, this is a special Homa, Jivadi Tattva Homa. Prana dasa, uh, uh, prana, dasa Prana Homa for the ten life heirs, and then Prana Pratista Homa, and then uh, these uh, uh, Soda Sanyasa, 16 other Nyasa Homas. So when that's finished, then we do Prayaschita Homa. So with the names of the Lord, Keshava, Narayana, Madhava, Govinda, like this, we do Prayaschita. For any mistakes that we might have done, we do a Purnahuti, and we, and we put a final ablation in the fire, and then that's the fire finished. Then we have to take that ghee that we collected, and we have to do that on the deity. We have to draw that on the deity, touch the deity in certain places. That was still day two. Well, that's day two, and then day three is in the morning, we have to do the netra and milanum. We have to open the eyes. Open the, the eyes. Yeah. So it is, first of all, we have to... Hare Krishna Swami opened the eyes, as far as yeah, I remember. Yeah, we, we have with to a, get a, With a tiny little spatula. Of something made of gold. Yes. I, uh, either a golden I think it was spoon a ring a, or something, yeah. I think it was a golden spoon. Yeah, so then after you open the eyes of the deity, then you have to bring astamangalas. You have to bring eight auspicious things in front of the deity. So, so I said we have to, we'll bring a deity of Prabhupada, we'll bring Tulsi, like that. I said, yeah, do we have have some young ladies that we can bring. They're very auspicious. Some Mongolese. So there's two types of ladies well, 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 that are auspicious. Did you know that? First came the very small girls. Yeah. And then came the Sumangalis. Yeah, there's two types. And so you explained that Sumangali so is, is a woman with children. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if a woman has children, she's very auspicious. If she is also unmarried, she's also auspicious. Right. Okay. Like that. Okay. But that's when it... So it's practically became, all the ladies. Yeah. That's when it... <laughs> That's when it became really, um, um, how should I say, special. 
you brought in, I think you brought in a calf. Didn't did we, we bring did we in bring, a? Did we bring in a cow? I remember in Nirvindavan we did that. Um, I remember maybe. that. The little girls came in for sure. Tulsi came in, yeah. and 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 the ladies, the married ladies, came in. Yeah. And then at one point, you stood there and you said, "Come on," because everybody was on this side of the room. Right. Nobody saw. Nobody the saw that, no. We couldn't see the deity. Nobody saw the deity. Right. Only the ones who came in here, the little girls, right. the Sumangalis. I remember a calf. Uh, and, and, and Tulsi, they all, they all had darshan, but nobody had seen the Lord right. with like, eyes. Now, yeah. the, now the Lord and had immediate, eyes. Immediately after that begins the Abhishekam. Right. right? Immediately. So, so when the Abhishekam begins, then I wanted everybody to come in front and, and big kirtan, and then we started the Abhishekam. But we forgot to ask the little girls to... We forgot to ask the little girls but to We get didn't out have quickly, an exit plan way, for... No exit plan. There was no exit plan, so no, they so. were really... It became very dangerous. Yeah, there was a lot of crushing. <laughs> there in, was in the a kitchen. lot of pressure from yeah. the Prabhus, especially yeah, yeah. in this direction. And there were these little girls in the front, and nobody was hurt. It was that. No. That's another one, another miracle on that day. Uh, and there were more miracles. At one point, so so before we did that, of course, we went to the roof and we had to pour some on the roof. Yeah, and we had to pour some down here. Yes, yeah. that was also a miracle. And then when you started throwing cocoa coconuts into the crowd, into the crowd, yeah. <laughs> so some some people got hit with coconuts. I heard about that. Yeah. Were they badly hit? Not so bad. Uh, this is not co this is not coconut lila here. This is uh, <laughs> this is this is uh, this is chanamrita. Chana yeah. yeah. So. So the thing is, you saw the Abhishekam today. If you came and saw the Abhishekam today, it's quite mellow compared to the original one. The original one, nobody had seen an Abhishekam like this in Iskon before. Definitely not. And, uh, and so I mean, what you did, you crushed the coconuts mm. on a stone mm. and then very quickly poured, poured the, the water, red, yes. the water over the deity. Yeah. And then at one point, you started throwing the half coconuts yeah. into the... High, high velocity. People were fighting. Crowd, People were fighting know. over them. Yeah, they still fight over them when we do the when we go do the processions right. tonight. I think people will be okay. fighting also. Oh, there will be coconuts flying. They'll be fighting. Not flying. Co coconut fight. Coconut fight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Prepare yourself. <laughs> yeah. So here's what's what's happening is that uh, some prabhus were coming up and very forcefully just asking me, okay, you know, this these nectars that are being poured on the Lord. Can we get a little bit of that? You know, so I, I collected some in the gindi, in a, in a spout of water pot, and people were putting, first people just started putting their hands out very politely. So I just didn't give a little bit in the hand like that. But very soon people were pushing and saying, no, 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 we want more than that. So please fill our mouth with the uh, charnamrita. So, so from possible. which moment on is there reciprocation between the deity and the devotees? Yeah, from the from the point of the prana pratista, when uh, when we we pray to the deity to be present and accept, to be present permanently, and permanently accept our uh, service, and then open his eyes. As soon as he opens his eyes, we have to start offering service to him. It's like like when you wake up in the morning, you wake up and you are you are you going to the rest of your day. 
You know, you immediately start doing things as soon as you wake up. So as soon as the Lord wakes up, I mean, he's there, but uh, he, hasn't, he hasn't committed to accepting any, any offering from us like that. Maybe he'll accept something temporarily. As they said, when they first came, they offer some sweets, they, they evoke him, they think that he's there. He's everywhere. So naturally you can offer to him like that. But he's not bound to accept that. He wants to offer a flower to you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, but once, once we pray to him and we say, we are permanently want to install you here and, and, and worship you here, then at that time, then it becomes our responsibility to, to start offering all the services in the proper way. And if we do it in an improper way, then we, it's, we create offense. So that's when we have to be very careful after that. So is it dangerous to be here and serve Lutna Singhadev? No, it's not dangerous to serve the Lord. What if you do something wrong? And if you do something wrong, you continue serving. Okay. That's, oh, right. that's good. Just like chanting Hare Krishna. Okay. You, good. you commit an offense, you keep chanting. I would like to ask Matana Lhasa, what did you do for Lutna Singhadev? I cooked. I cooked for him and I liked it very much to cook. Oh boy. <laughs> some years, yeah. Yes, yeah, some years. Hari, what did she do? She cooked also. We, 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 are, we are staying together in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Any realizations? Um, yeah, I like it very much and it makes me quite happy. So, in, in that time, it was my. Sorry, my English is very bad. It's really so, good. Um, so uh, in that time, it was uh, a rule that we also have to clean the kitchen. So sometimes we stay till 11 o'clock in the night to clean all the things. But it was, it was very nice. I, how, I asked Harikesh, I asked Harikesh in South India, in South India they make garlands for the deity made of water. What is like a, a savory donut yes. made of urdal in South India. So I said, is there anybody here who knows how to make this vada? So we can make a garland of vadas. And you can see there's many different garlands of fruit and, and that we do now. That, that all, you see all around ISKCON now they have put, you know, dried fruit garlands and they you put some... Yeah, all of these things uh, are started, the setari. All of these things are coming from this installation. So how do the cooks these know what so, Lord Narsingh so did? I asked him, okay, I asked yeah. him, I asked uh, Harikesh, is there anybody who can do that? He said, we have an expert cook here. You go and see her. You ask her if she can do that. So I... I went to Manalasa, I said, can you make wada? Wow. She said, no, I don't know what it is, <laughs> right? Like that. I said, donut, donut, you make a donut. She said, a berliner, <laughs> berliner. She said, I can make a berliner, like that. I said, what is a berliner? She said, it's a, you know, we, it's a jelly donut we know. In America, they call jelly donut. Okay. Yeah. So this is perfect. It's like, a, it's like a donut with blood also. Oh, like that. Yeah. It looks like blood, right? So I, so I asked, can you make a, a lot of these? We can make them into a garland. You remember? Yeah, and this was the first, this was beginning of a tradition. Of a... Wonderful. Now, how, how do you determine what to cook for Lord Nasingadev? Is there a... Is there, is there something prescribed? When I did my research in South India, Mainly, mainly Andhra, Andhra Pradesh uh, are the Singha temples. Um, the priests in the different temples, they would all tell me, Nrsinghadev likes sweets. 
that was a kind of um, every everyone said that. So the donuts, the jelly donuts, were perfect. Yeah, yeah. And panakam. And panakam, panakam. They offer at uh, what is the temple? Mangalagiri. What is that? Panakam. Panakam is what? What are the contents of panakam? It's 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 gur, water, gur, uh, black pepper, and ginger and some maybe other spices. I don't remember now. Cardamom. Yeah. Yeah. So that became. I don't know if it's. Do do we still offer it? Uh, Hot milk. <laughs> what does he get, Prahlad? Hot mi- uh, milk. Hot milk, okay. The Panaka is very famous. Is is a famous, especially in Narasimha temples, that they offer Panaka to the Lord. In Mangalagiri, there's a self-manifest deity of Narasimha, and his face is there and there's a hole in the rock behind where his mouth is. And the fam- it's described in Chaitanya Charamrita Prabhupada. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visited that temple when he went on his South Indian tour in 1512 AD. So what happens is they take an amount of panakam. So if they have one liter of panakam, they pour it into the mouth of the deity. And there's a gurgling sound. And he spits out 500 milliliters. Wow. He drinks half and leaves half for prasadam, it comes out. And uh, they say that no ants will come there. Even though it's a sticky liquid, no ants will come. And people want to get that panakam. Whatever they offer, half comes back. Yes, and how much they offer depends on how much you offer, how many rupees. So when I was there, uh, I think we offered 10 rupees. It wasn't much. And I, I, kinda, I felt kind of bad. Uh, the pujari, immediately he takes the pot and he goes down all the steps because there's no water up there. goes down how many hundred steps to get water and he carries that however many hundred steps it is back up. It's a lot of steps. And um, and then he prepares the panakam, and then they offer. I haven't heard this about half. spitting it back out, but the half, yes, half, half gurgle, okay, and you get the rest. You get the ma. <laughs> so we decided. I I understood. Okay, Nrsingadev likes panakam. He likes sweets. So there's there are some other there are some other traditional foods which they have. But they have these in most of the South Indian temples. So here we have idlis, which are offered. Idli is a, a soft rice cake that comes with coconut chutney in the morning. So the Lord gets those for that last, how many years? 40 years? Yeah. And then, and then if, just like in Simachalam, they, they offer what is called pulihodare, which is a ta- type of tamarind rice with uh, with. with Spicy, very spicy tamarind rice. So a lot of uh, Narasimha's food is very spicy. Mm-hmm. And some can be very sweet, and some can be very hot. Like that. So here, we, here we're seeing a picture of the kirtan, yeah? 
So I think there were some different kirtan leaders. Who it was incredibly well. loud. Yeah. It was so loud that the microphones of the ca of video was camera it? could not handle it. It's just one distorted blur, but one can still feel the ecstasy uh, coming through, even in that sound of the, the sound recording. It was amazing. The kirtans were absolutely roaring. I, re I remember hearing someone, there was someone called Ujwala. No? Ujwala. Ujwala Nilamani yeah. from yeah. Switzerland. Yeah. There was someone called Suhotra Swami. And I'm yes, just kidding. of course. Yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> incredible. Sachinandan Swami. Um, who else was leading kirtans? Uh, Krishna, what, what? Krishna Kanamrita, remember him? He's, he's there behind the, behind the very tall, the tall one, book distributor. Uh, then we had uh, so many devotees, I forgot the names. There's this one on the left side, you see, uh, what's his name? Uh, here, yeah, the one on the left, middle. You know, you know him, right? Yeah, I also forgot the name. Uh, it, it, was, it was just incredibly um, ecstatic. And so, anyone, has anyone so had... This is not the end. No, no, it's not the end. No. No. The Abhishekam is only the, what, That's the, what we call Shnanasana. Right. After Shnanasana, the Alankarasana, then we had to decorate the deity. Yes. And then we had to offer the food. And then we have to do the first Arti. Yes. Yes. Tell us. So I, uh, I, I said to Harike Swami, so okay, now we're addressing the deity, now we're going to offer the boga after the Abhishekam. And uh, I said, so you're the head of the community here. You are the one who had the vision and, you know, with everybody else, but leading the community to bring Lord Narasimha here. So you have to lead by example and you have to do the first arti. Mm. And he said, I, I'm a GBC, I haven't done an arti for millennia, you know, ten, 10 years, I don't know how to do it. And I said, don't worry anything, I will be right beside you and I will just hand you things and I will tell you what to do. So you, you can, you do it, but you have to do it because you have to show yeah. everyone else how to worship the Lord. And then they will follow you and they will, they'll know how to do it like that. So he said, okay, so we, we, there's a big kirtan going on outside, everybody's waiting and they want us to open the curtains. So we know we're in there, we're under a lot of pressure to get the alankar done, get the dressing done, get the boga done, and to open the, open the curtains for the first time. And the doors, the doors were also closed, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 The doors were closed, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Because when I was inside, the sound of the curtain was recordable. When I was out here, it was unrecordable. So there, mm. was, a, there was a solid wood between. Mm. So, so he said to me, okay, so how do we start? I said, okay, so first thing you have to do, right, you, is, you know, take off your shirt and wear just only a charter. And then I said, first thing you have to do is you have to, before you go in, you have to do Achamana. So I had this big Achamana, you know, cup like this, but there was no water in it. Somehow it had, there was no water in it. So I said, okay, so yeah, this is what it looked like. So I said, okay, so I, I, I'll go outside and I'll grab some, get some water and I'll fill it up like that. So I went outside and I, instead of just putting tap water in, I thought all these devotees were asked to bring special waters from different rivers all around uh, Europe, you know, because any river in India, if a river goes into the sea directly, it's considered a Mahanadi, it's considered a holy river. So even in Europe, if it goes directly into the sea, it should be holy also. 
And the same thing, this different sea water can also be used like that. So there were still a few of these bottles that were there. They had labels on them saying what, where they were from, mm. like that. I didn't look at the label. I just took one bottle and I put it in the Panchapatra. So then I brought it back inside and with a big spoon, big spoon, I, gave, I said, put your hand out like this. I gave him a big spoon. I said, Om Keshavanamaha, sip it. Oh, he almost spat it out. I said, but you can't spit in the deity room. <laughs> you cannot spit in the deity room. He goes, but it, it, it tastes so bad. He said, it tastes so bad. I said, look, I don't care what it tastes like. You have to, you have to drink it like that. You know, I didn't know what it was. You know? So I made him drink these three big spoons of Caspian seawater. Yeah. So later on, when I went out, later on, later on during the RT, I, I scratched my face or I touched my face and I thought I have to do Achimanosa. So I, oh, what is this? So I went outside and looked at the label. <laughs> then I apologized to him after the RT. I said, I made you drink the seawater. But anyway, he said, it's a small price, you know, to pay. And so then we did the first RT and everybody was ecstatic. And that was the end of the first RT. And then the, the worship has to go on. After that, regularly, then again, we have to get up in the morning and do Mangalarti and offer all the food. So really, it's very easy, in my opinion, it's very easy to do the installation compared to the continual puja worship that has gone on for 40 years without break. That's the difficult thing. So I just go there and for a few days, but then the real devotional service is done by all the people who come afterwards. Very, very important to maintain the standards, regularity. Why is regularity so important? Vaidhi sadhana bhakti, it's one of the basic principles. Reg regulation, regularity. Um, I mean, just on, on the Vaidhi level, you can say, uh, it's about... It's about establishing a peaceful, I would say it's about establishing a peaceful uh, situation for worshiping the Lord. You, you know what needs to be done when, and uh, the Lord is expecting, uh, this was a point that came that, this is kingly worship, Raja. Rajopachari, where the Lord expects his service at specific times. And we all knew it was imbibed in us uh, by Srila Prabhupada that uh, we should be punctual. He, he made two, two priorities in deity worship. One was punctuality and the other was cleanliness, purity. He emphasized revolutionary clean, he said, you must be revolutionary clean and punctual. And I think it was the Krishna Balaram Mandir uh, before the deity greeting, he would stand there and he'd be looking at his watch. And it had to be, you know, to the second practically that the, the, uh, the, the deity, the curtains should open. Uh, the joke... <laughs> The sort of standing joke for pujaris is, as the curtain is being pulled back, the pujari behind the curtain is 
is with the broom pulling back, you know, the remaining uh, impurities on the floor, you know, just behind the curtain. Okay, uh, just getting exactly on time. I had a realization when, when, when I read, my daughter was very small, so we, I bought her a book called The Little Prince. Has uh, anyone heard of I, that book, The Little Prince? Yes. And in The Little Prince, there, there is somewhere a rose. On one of these planets, there's a rose, and he has to water it every day at the same time. And then he was asked, why does it have to be done at the same time every day? And he says, uh, through this regularity, love develops. Because a dependency, as you say, expectation, the Lord expects. So if you come one day at one o'clock in the afternoon, the next day at four o'clock in the morning, you can't expect. When you cannot expect, you do not develop that attachment. And the, the, the dependency does not, or the, the, the peacefulness, I think you mentioned that also, the peacefulness of... Uh, Okay, very soon he or she will come. And that is, that is nice. And that fosters love, a loving relationship. It's a little bit like a, a child and a parent. When the parent comes home once, uh, you know, every day for three weeks and then he's not to be seen for three months, it's a problem. It's a problematic relationship. So when we do something very regularly for the Lord, every day at the same time, Love develops. It's, it, it's the, the regularity creates the environment for a loving relationship. Mm. That's, that's what I learned from the little prince, which... <laughs> yes. Of course, Srila Prabhupada has the philosophical background. <laughs> I, just had, I just got that realization when I thought about the, the rose that this uh, character had to water every day at the same time. On another level... It's understood the Lord has his pastimes every day, his daily pastimes, which are taking place at certain times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, he's, he's waking up, he is um, meeting his, his friend. he's being bathed, and then he's meeting his friends, and he's milking the cows, and he's going out uh, to the forest. Of course, this is Krishna worship especially, uh, but uh, it's, Ashtakaliyalila. This is, but this is not so much Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti. This is more Raga Nuga Sadhana. But you know, we also say in English, practice makes perfect. Yeah, practice, practice makes, makes perfect. perfect. It does. If you it never does. Practice, yes. You don't get perfect. He, he just showed me the book. What should I? So in, 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 in 15 minutes, in fifteen minutes, we will go over to the to book. Um, and I just wanted to um, give you a short uh, schedule so you get some idea and one short announcement. So we are preparing for the Vahana procession and any strong man who want to carry the Lord, please make yourself available outside. We need 12 strong men. Well, wow, do we have so many? <laughs> 12 strong ladies? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> are there any volunteers? So they can just make yourself available outside. That would be in half an hour. And in 15 minutes, we will uh, talk a little bit about the book, okay. which, basically, yeah. which basically contains everything we're discussing here. Uh, that will be the culmination of the 
session we're having here. Wonderful. So we have so we have fifteen minutes. Yes. Because then we go to the book. I, I, okay. I, I, Does anyone has anyone had Lord Nasingadev appear in a dream, or yeah. has anyone had Krishna uh, Kshetra Maharaj? Well, not. It's not about dreams. It's not about dreams, but it's about something which um, happened some some years later after the installation, and it was all my fault. It was, it was kind of a disaster. Um, I mean, it all ended okay, but uh, I had seen at Ahovalam that uh, there one of the forms of Nrsingadev is that he is chasing Hiranyakashipu. Right, that's yeah. one of the forms they have, and that got my speculation going. I thought, we can have a procession with Nrsingadev chasing Hiranyakashipu. And what form shall we have Hiranyakashipu? In the form of a cake. You remember this? Yeah. I heard it today. He mentioned the cake uh, procession. and So they made this huge, like, full-size cake of Hirani Kachipu. Was, he was lying flat on, on a, a board, on a on big, big board. board. Uh -huh. And, you know, very thick cake. And um, so I kind of directed the whole thing. I said, what's going to happen? And I made it very strict. Nobody touches Hirani Kachipu until I give a signal. So they came out, Hirani Kachipu and uh, Palanquin, and then um, Chota Nrsingadev, and it was a procession around with Kirtan, three times around, and then we stopped in front, and I said, okay, and I, I jumped out of the way. <laughs> and devotees pounced on Hirani Kachipu, you know, they just became... They became something, I don't know what. Yeah, ferocious. Ferocious, yeah. They jumped. They just, you know, just started like this. And so it was this mad pile up. And one devotee, do you remember who it was? Was it Param Shreya? He fell underneath. He fell underneath. And someone, I guess, he, he got the wind uh, uh, knocked out of him. And they called the ambulance. Was it twice? I don't remember that. Yeah, so this, you know, this, <laughs> yeah, he was okay. With a white turban, his head bandaged because he had fallen on his head, and he was shaking on, on the ground as if having an epilep, epileptic uh, feet. Uh, but he was taken to the hospital, came out next day, and next day he got initiated with a bandage around his head. And that's the same devotee who was taken to the hospital today because he had swallowed the scamper from the order. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, so then, you know, suddenly the mood... Everyone was like, 
And then the mood completely, you know, just changed. And everyone was very serious. And, you know, we kind of didn't know what to do. Okay, kirtan, kirtan, all right. Things went back somewhat to normal gradually. Some weeks, maybe it was months later, I was in Mayapur. And I mentioned this incident to Atmatattva Prabhu. And he said, well, of course, what do you expect? You make a cake of Hiranyakashipu, Hiranyakashipu is going to be present, and he's going to cause trouble. You have to be very careful with Lerna Singhadev. You have to be careful what kind of cake you make, too. <laughs> I can tell you something about Lerna Singhadev. Uh, in the year 2000, um, a, a major portion of the German Yatra was in a very difficult situation. There was a company that, uh, a GBR, a, a simple company of 13 devotees, and they bought the books from the BBT and then gave them to the Sankirtan devotees. So they were the, uh, an actual company in between the BBT and book distribution. And the tax authorities, the German tax authorities of the Trier, you know where Trier is? Uh, somewhere not far from Abenteuer. They looked into all this and they said, something is really strange here. These people never make any profit. They're selling hundreds of thousands of books, but they, they don't make any profit. We're going to look into this. And they looked into it and they concluded that the German devotees had created a scam. Right? They created a company offshore, the offshore company prints the books, and then they sell the books to themselves at a very high price. So in other words, the profit is shifted from Germany offshore, no tax, and they charge these devotees, this GPR, this company, devotee company, with uh, including, uh, what do you call this, interest, um, one million Deutschmarks, which was an enormous amount of money at that time. And at one point the devotees, I didn't know about this case, and then they, they wrote to me and they called me and they said, hey, maybe you can help us with this. Maybe the BBT can help out and do something with the tax authorities. So I thought, yeah, okay, maybe we can do something about it. And I, we, we hired a very, very good lawyer, a very expensive lawyer, a lawyer that is specialized in that one paragraph of the German tax law. He looked into it and, okay, it looked, it looked pretty hopeless. It looked really hopeless. They, the tax authorities already started taking uh, money from these, some of these devotees. Uh, what do you call this? When they confiscate something? When they withhold? Some kind of withholding, repossession or something. It was really critical. Some devotees were very, uh, they were not even in the movement anymore. And they were very upset about all this. Okay, so I, I, I said, uh, I, I had the, the devotee, the temple president from Berlin, the lady, I forgot her name now. Who knows, remembers the name? Very nice lady from Berlin, the temple president. Huh? No. Uh, it doesn't come right now. And I, I mentioned, Haribalaba, thank you. Haribalaba. And I mentioned this to her and she said, you know what, you know what, you need to talk to this devotee here in, uh, in, in Berlin. I know a devotee who knows about taxation. Here's his phone number. I call him up and he said, well, this is a tough case. This is, will be very difficult. 
But here's one thing that you had to, do you know the Nasinga Kavacha? I said, I have no idea, no. He said, I will send you to, to, to file, the word file, you chant this every day, and something will happen. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna do that. The next day, I have two little houses, my mother left me two houses, when she died she left me two houses, two, two small houses in Bavaria, and a tenant, one of the tenants called me, and he said, I said, how are you? He said, I'm really good. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I lost, I think he lost 80 kilos already. He was huge. I lost 80 kilos. I said, how did you do this? He said, cabbage soup. Cabbage soup, what was that? Okay, so he gave me, I was a little, I was chubbier than now, so I thought, why not? I'm gonna try cabbage soup. So I started fasting with cabbage soup, which is fasting, really, it's a tapasya. So I started fasting. I chanted the kavacha every day. And through this fasting and the Nasingadev Kavacha, every day, I did this for about two months, and I realized I can take, I can deal with this. Lord Nasingadev gave me the, the conviction that I can actually go to Germany and do this, uh, try something. So I asked the devotees, how should I do this? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in Vaishnava outfit. Everybody said, no, under no circumstances. You have to go in normal clothes, in legal outfit. Okay. I ch continued chanting. It became clear, I must do this in full Vaishnava outfit. Okay, so then came the day. The tax authorities invited us. I brought the lawyer. I flew the lawyer down to Trier from Berlin to, to Trier, uh, from Hamburg to Trier. And we met. I brought a huge suitcase, met metal suitcase with Shula Prabhupada's books, more documents, about six, seven hundred pages of documents, and these, these, I don't know, six or seven tax authority people, hello, and they apologized. I thought, wow. <laughs> they apologized, they said, they saw me, and, and I thought I was just wearing, I was wearing exactly like this, and they said, Oh, sorry that we come in blue jeans, and I, we didn't think it would be such a formal meeting. I thought, that starts well. That starts really nice. <laughs> they gave me, I don't remember exactly, I think it was one hour and 20 minutes to just this explain. They gave me a whiteboard, I drew all kinds, I, I told them everything, right? And I had, and I brought two of Srila Prabhupada's books that he printed in India. Right? The books that Prabhupada brought to America, two of those, these brown, brick brown, really nice old books that Prabhupada printed in 1963, 1964. I put those in the middle of the center of this table. So where there were the tax authority people, there was Parivadi, there was the lawyer, there was myself, and that's, and that's it. And so one hour, 20 minutes, then there was question and answers for a half an hour. And then the, the, the lady, the chief of the tax authorities, said, okay, we're going to do this. And she gave some words, and I said to the lawyer, what does this mean? He said, it's over. And I thought, oh, God, it's over. He said, no, no, it's over. So the lady asked his, her, her staff, she said, after seeing all the books, she said, I asked her, I said, if you want to make profit, do you print these books? And she said, nah. <laughs> And then she asked her staff, she said, do you, really, do you want to continue this case? And everybody said, no. 
Okay. The meeting was closed. Handshake, beautiful. We left the room. The first thing the lawyer says to me, he walks. In, I walk here. The lawyer walks here, and he says, "This is a miracle." <laughs> he said, "I expected a discount of two hundred thousand Deutschmarks from a million to eight hundred thousand, and he thought this was." Would be fantastic, right? I would save you by my five thousand Deutschmarks fee to come from Berlin to Trier. I save you one hundred ninety-five thousand, two hundred thousand minus five thousand. He said that was the best thing we could get, and I, he said I've been doing this for forty years. He said this is a total miracle. He he didn't know about Lord Nasingadev. He didn't know about any. It was hundred percent Lord Nasingadev, who was invoked to help the German Yatra with that devastating case. And we walked away, and they did not. And on top of everything, at the end of this whole thing, I asked the, the tax lady, the tax authority chief, I, I said, so what are we going to do now with the books? Uh, and she said, you cannot ask me. I'm from the tax authorities. I'm, supposed to, I'm not your tax ad, uh, advisor. You have to ask a tax advisor. I said, okay, okay, okay. She said, but you know what? We make a deal. I'll tell you anyways what you can do. And I said, okay, let's make a deal. She said, you do this, you do that, you do that, you do that, and we will leave you in peace. Can you imagine? The most fierce, Lord Nasingadev, yes, thank you. Kijai, thank you. Thank you, Lord Nasingadev, behind the beautiful door. You have not only once, many times saved the situation already in Germany with the BBT, with my daughter. She just told me on the way down from, from, from Stockholm, she said without her dependency and love for Lord Nasingadev, she would still suffer much, much more. She was bullied in school very much, at a school in Sweden, and she's, she had tried to overcome, can I say that? Okay. Oh, many diseases, and she says, I have never been as good as I am now. I am not angry with myself anymore. I have forgiven the people, etc. So, Lord Nasingadev is so powerful. But here comes the one little thing. So, we have a devotee, our, our chief programmer, chief programmer of the BBT, of the North European BBT. He lived in Sweden with his family. And the uh, immigration office, sent him a letter. He's from Russia. He's a Russian. He lived in Sweden for already, I don't know, three years. They kicked him out. Okay, so one last meeting. We arranged for a last meeting with the immigration office. He went to Stockholm, and we are gathered in the temple in front of the deities, and we chanted in our singer Kavacha with total, I mean, with a maximum concentration and conviction. And he came back. And we said, did it work out? He said, no. We had a little, not a crisis, but we thought, Lord Nasingadev, why did this not work out? You know, everything so far has worked out. Why did this not work out? And here's a lesson for all of you, for myself also, for everyone. When you chant the Nasinga Kavacha, it, the ones of you who know the English, the translation, it's about yourself. Dear Lord Nasingadev, protect me from this side, from that side. Protect my knees, protect my head, protect my back, protect... It didn't say... We were chanting it 
fervently for about, I don't know, one and a half hours. It didn't say anywhere, protect the man in Stockholm. <laughs> right? So you have to be very, very specific. If you want Krishna, Lord Nasingadev loves to help the devotees who are in trouble with the material world. He loves to do that. He loves to help us. If you have a problem with anything, what we consider material, Lord Nasingadev likes to help us. But you have to ask properly. You can't ask for yourself and expect that he does it for somebody else. It, he takes it literally, right? So be careful when you ask Krishna, when you go to Krishna and ask him something, be specific, be very precise, be very specific. I have learned it with Lord Nasingadev. We, we should have done a different prayer, maybe, but on that day we prayed for ourselves and he protects us, but he didn't protect that devotee. He didn't chant that kavacha, right? He, we chanted it, we thought we chanting it for him. doesn't work. Lord Nasingadev says, okay, you're sitting in front of me, you glorify me, you, you ask for my protection, I will give it to you. So that is... And many times Lord Nasingadev has helped, helped us in the BBT, uh, at, at the temple in Muradakund, at Korshnas, individually, communally, and I'm, all, I'm sure that he, he has done the same thing for many of you and for many communities in Germany as well, or wherever you are from. If you have any, do you have any realizations or examples? Does anyone want to speak about it? We're all a little shy, right? <laughs> My little one could tell a lot, but she, she's shy. She doesn't want to. Okay, all right. I accept that. We can go now to the book about Lord Nasingadev. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Akila Prabhu. Thank you very much, Gorkishava Prabhu. Thank you very much, Krishna Maharaj, Badinat Prabhu, Madanalasa Mataji, and also Sachinanan Maharaj and Narahari Mataji for participating, and also especially Brahma Muhurta Prabhu, who came all the way from Sweden to moderate it. Um, big applause. <laughs>